could like this movie. Best Christmas ever. And you are clearly an idiot. Anybody. Grateful Dead, Dave Matthews, very hippie. It's just crap music. And Dawn. He is such a good liar face. The sweetest man is how he came The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. We got this email about 30 minutes ago. Subject line, what should I do? Uh-oh. Now, it's from Jen. Backstory, uh, if you somehow don't know. Taylor Swift has a contract with Target. And apparently, it's also an annual tradition of hers. Every time a new album comes out, she and her posse show up at a random Target. Oh, I didn't know any of this. Okay. No, I don't know. It's not like I just found out from Google. I mean, <laughs> you really need to pay better. <laughs> All right, so th- that's the backstory. Jen says, I need your help. I'm having a crisis of conscience. I work at a distribution center for, you know. Target. Target. I have a chance to save Taylor Swift, as in the retail display, from impending doom. I keep going back and forth. Should I rescue Taylor Swift from the crushing fate that is soon to happen? Which, if I save her, she'll then be sold to the highest paying Swifty. Or do I allow her to be thrown into the trash compactor and be crushed? Which, for some strange reason, just the thought of makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I mean, the obvious Kyle's answer is... Yeah, snag it. Right. Snag it and sell it. I mean, this was not a hard one. This is, this is about get it on eBay. Is there, There's got to be a Taylor Swift category. Oh, I'm I, sure. I, I mean, is it unethical for any reason? Unless you so badly want to watch her be crushed. Now, <laughs> I guess the... What, 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 what can she get for a retail... Taylor Swift. I mean, what, what, Swifties are paying thousands for tickets. What would they pay for, like, a cardboard cutout? Well, it depends what's on it. I mean, you you can forage a signature on it and say that it was autographed by her, or maybe you could put a little bit of lipstick on your lips and then kiss it and then say that it was hers. Okay. Yeah, she touched I mean, it because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she Probably visits the Target. Right. I mean, there is no, like, a certificate of authenticity uh, <laughs> for this. Right. So so you have to weigh whatever, whatever uh, profit oh. you could make versus... The joy you might get out of because if you're gonna do it, you got to do it all the way. If you're gonna throw her into the into the, the trash compactor, you have to record it and then post it oh. for all the Swifties to see. You know, go viral on TikTok. You better stay anonymous yeah. though somehow. Well, you, you you pretend to be somebody you hate. You just create uh. a whole new profile of a of a person you despise. <laughs> you you could do both. You could try to sell it. See what happens. That's true. And if it just never does, like you're not getting what you think you should. Then you can go and, and destroy it. Let's go a step further. Why don't we? Why don't we make this a ransom? <laughs> if if some Swifty doesn't pay me, insert dollar amount here, I will throw her in the dumpster and and record something else getting trash compacted. Oh, oh. I like this, this it. is what will happen to Taylor Swift this if I don't get funny videos. My X amount of dollars. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's your idea. And I don't know if you're friends with other people that work in your company as well who have access to the other cutouts, but maybe phone a friend and see if you can get more of them, stack yeah. up on a few of them. Oh, there you go. Now, with all the, the, the different TV shows I've watched, we've all seen this move, and you're going to have to do this. First, you need to find a newspaper or a magazine. Oh, jeez. And you need to, like, tape it to her so they know it's right now. That this is happening now. It's got to show the date. Something that shows the date. That seems like a little extra step that's not really that necessary. It's <laughs> funny, though, if you're holding her for ransom. Yeah. They're like, you know, this is how most good ideas are. They, they, they come along, they come along, and then somebody goes too far, and it's like, it. meeting adjourned. All right, we're, we're out. Uh, all right, Brando, I'm going to let you make this decision here. I think I know the answer, but since you've also been in the Invisible Captain's chair, mm-hmm. you know the show has a mood to it. And and I, I we have a we have uh, the opportunity here to uh, bring people way up 
Like just an inspiring story. Oh yeah! I like that. Yeah. We have another. We have another opportunity of of potentially bringing people way down. Uh. Not not like sad, morose, but yeah. but so so my oh. instinct is down first, finish on the high note. I mean, we have to we have to go through both situations. Yes, yes, okay. we do. So down first, All right. up next. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bad news first guy. Good news, bad news. Always give the bad news first kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, so here's your reminder, uh, and, and there's a reason for it. Today, literally today, we are 11 months to the day. 11 months only to the day. <sighs> oh. Yes, of election day for no. president. What? Oh, God. 2024. Yes. Oh. No. So a year from now. Ugh. We will have had an election a month ago, and we may or may not have a president and a concession and who the hell knows what's going to happen between now and then. The reason That's I depressing. bring all this up is if you if you want to be reminded of what we're all in store for, you could have a little amuse-bouche tonight if you feel like – like if you're having too good of a day um, – <laughs> If you're if, ooh, if you're experiencing seasonal guilt, right? A lot of people are doing oh, well this time of year. Right, right, right. Yeah. When a lot more are not. No. And so yes, if okay. you're experiencing that guilt, you're feeling too good, then and you want to uh, torture yourself, I have an opportunity for you tonight on the Fox News Channel as <laughs> Donald Trump, the former president. Because 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 before this seems at all partisan, you can turn on CNN or Fox News any day and be reminded of the 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 crippled. Uh, geriatric uh, uh, centenarian who is currently allegedly running this co- this country. Oh, you can God. see him falling down at any time, going off strip, ha- off script, having no idea where he is. It's so sad. So if you want, you have that every day if you want it, but you don't always have the opportunity to tonight tune in to see Donald Trump, the former president and commanding frontrunner in the GOP nomination, as he will sit down with Fox News is 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 his prime time host Sean Hannity for a town hall. Ooh. Whee! What does that mean? It means he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna sit there and he's gonna take questions from people in the audience and and from Hannity. And it's gonna be like ninety minutes and, and he'll and he'll say all his fun, you know, wacky off the wall right. things yeah, okay. about a variety oh, of things. Right. Uh, and they're doing it tonight because tomorrow night is the next debate, which of course he's not going to. So so if if the seventy five percent of us that want nothing to do with a Biden versus Trump rematch oh. Want to be reminded of how awful this could be over the next eleven months? You can you can get another little taste tonight uh, on on Fox. I mean, that lived up to it. That was that that the whole thing depressing. Don't want to think about it. I I just I, I, I just, I just I, it, yeah. it's 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 going to it's going to ramp up oh, for a lot of us. God. Uh, it's kind of like after the Super Bowl they, when they're getting into their primaries, but they'll already be in their primaries, and 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 we're going to have to go through this early 2024 thing of is there going to be a third party candidate for the first time that matters, and then it's going to be whatever this this disaster is going to be that is 2024. You know where I've seen a third candidate win the presidency is on Madam Secretary. Do you remember that? It's about show? as close as we've gotten so far in America. A lot of spoilers over the years. A lot of third-party oh, candidates man. that have handed the election to somebody else, Ross Perot to Bill Clinton, Al Gore to, uh, uh, rather, Ralph Nader to George W. Bush vis-a-vis Al Gore. There's been plenty of examples. Uh, but a third-party candidate having a legitimate chance to win has not, has not materialized if it was going to. This would be the year if they're really going to stick us with, oh, with Biden God. and Trump as our, as our two choices. On that note, Breck Wagner looks out the windows of her North Carolina home and sees disaster coming, but it's not the storms that she worries about. The 39-year-old represents a small but growing segment of Americans who consider themselves preppers, people prepared to survive during disasters, and the largest growing number of them 
are people on both sides of the political divide who are preparing for the possibility of a disastrous collapse of society following the 2024 election. Hey, you know what? That that That's smart. <laughs> I mean, honestly, years ago that would have sounded crazy, but yeah, you, you might be on to something. Prepping expert and author Brad Garrett, I don't know how you become an expert on this, says, quote, on the left, you have people afraid that Trump is going to declare himself dictator of the United States and that people on the left will end up as targets in some sort of authoritarian system. On the right, it's a general malaise and a fear of society unraveling as they point to smash and grab robberies, riots, protests, and no desire by the left to take control of them or the border. Professor Chad Huddleston, an anthropologist who has studied the prepping community extensively, said it's important to distinguish between the large numbers of people, like me, who consider being prepared for emergencies the responsibility. You, just, you know, you grow up in earthquake country, your dad teaches you, you always have certain supplies, etc. That's not who we're talking about here. We're talking about those who are deliberately pre preparing for a crisis tied to a Trump-Biden election. The numbers are growing. So there's there's the, the state of your country. Right now, 11 months away from... Yay! Oh, I can't I, wait to hear more! Have I brought you down enough? Um, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Stay with me. So, I appreciate the warning. We're gonna the, we're gonna when we the, oh, we're gonna do man. the roller coaster. We're gonna tick 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 our way back up. We're not there yet. We're we're still at the the starting gate here. Well, I, I, I got a little good news to add to that. It, all those companies. I don't know if you've seen the, the commercials they'll do where they make basically what do they call them MREs mm -hmm. for preppers. I mean, this is the time for y'all. If this is your business or you want to start one of those, yeah. these people. They're here for you. Yes. Uh, they won't be alive to spend their money if everybody gets their wish after the fact, so I'm not really sure what the point is, but whatever. Very true. Um, all right. Stay down. Stay down in the dumps for a little, little bit more. Suicide rate for Americans, which has risen steadily over the last 18 years, has reached its highest point since 1941. Oh. God. Just under 50,000 people off themselves in 2022 in America. Uh, the rate for males... 22.8, uh, what is that, per 100, per 1,000? What's the rate there? I don't like reading that. Is that 2%-ish? Um, let's do it this way. The rate for males is five times higher than females. So we all know what's driving us men to suicide. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you, ladies. Oh, nice little levity. Uh, doctors <laughs> are finally saying out loud what many of us uh, realized uh, two years ago. Americans should be prepared for a winter made up of a cocktail of seasonal sicknesses. Uh, which will evolve around uh, the flu, COVID, and the recharge RSV virus, and they refer to it as our new normal. Exactly. That's the part. It's just like it always has been, except we just got a couple of those mixed in there. It used to be cold and flu season. Now they don't even mention the cold anymore. Now it's just flu, COVID, and RSV, and that's how we're going to live. There you go. Next. It sounds like when you go to a bar, I don't know if these are still around, but back in my day, you'd get a Long Island iced tea because it had everything. There you go. Oh. <laughs> and if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you get them both. Now. You get RSV oh. and the flu all at once. Right? And, Yay. Yeah, all right. This is our cocktail. All right. Now, now a, a little bit. A little, it's a very small piece of... of of going up the escalator here uh, yeah, the, because it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change things. But there were a lot of people when we were going through the mess that was COVID. And, and Morgan, the truth can't come out. And I said, yes, the truth will come out. It won't change what we're living through and it won't change a lot of people's minds. People have been so gaslit and indoctrinated with their beliefs. But yet another prominent health official, England's former deputy chief medical officer, Dame Jenny Harries, who now heads up the UK Health Security Agency, 
has said under oath there is absolutely no proof that masks ever slowed the spread of COVID. Oh, gosh. Wow. And she warned advice for the public to wear masks during the pandemic has given people a false sense of security that they could reduce their risk of becoming infected. In her witness statement, she says the evidence for using face masks was and still is beyond uncertain. So, And that's the similar what <laughs> Fauci said a couple months ago. He did it more of a word salad way. But the, 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 the reality, the recognition is out there now. Everyone will forget that the next time some viral respiratory virus For hits. Sure. Better safe than sorry. All right, asinine thing to say, usually and provably so in this case. All right, better news. For many, the lie of a college degree is starting to also become more and more transparent as half of U.S. companies are eliminating bachelor's degree requirements for job positions next year, according to a new survey of over 800 U.S. employers. Damn. Wow. 55% of them have already eliminated degree requirements this year, including Walmart, IBM, Accenture, Bank of America, and Google. CEO of Accenture says, quote, a person's educational credentials are not the only indicators of success, so we advanced our approach to hiring to focus on skills, experiences, and potential. That's outstanding. Okay. It's so overrated. It, 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 if you if you if you need additional education, for example, to become a doctor, a veterinarian, a lawyer, things like that, college is essential. Yes. For many people, they need college to still grow up, or to sow their wild oats, or to have an extension of their their adolescence, or whatever. And that's good too, depending on what can or can't be afforded. Short of that, this lie that we've told people for decades that a college degree is the way to success, the way to financial success, the way to happiness is finally coming to light and more and more major companies are accepting it. I'm glad this study is coming out because as a when I grew up, it was pounded in me that I must go to college. It didn't matter what it was for. I was like, I don't know what the hell I want to do. I had a few ideas, but I wasn't sure. And thank goodness I did go to college. I mean, it was community college and it was fun. It was more or less to, to sell the wild oats like you were saying. And I, I realized what path I wanted to go down, but I, I didn't like hearing that I, I'd have to constantly go to college. Like it was always like, like on my head, thinking I have to go this way no matter what, otherwise I'm going to be deemed as a failure. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a terrible message, and it's an untrue message. I, I have a couple people in my lives that literally are an example of this. Both do not have college degrees, but they work for companies that demand them. That if you apply, you your your resume will automatically get thrown out because there is not a college degree on there. And they got in through the back door, <laughs> a roundabout way that literally never happens. Yet they are moving on up and doing so well for years at these two separate places. Now think about that. Had they not known who they known to get in how they did, theirs would have been tossed out too. And it made me start thinking over these years, how many people have companies tossed out that could have been extremely valuable and done so well but you're just seeing on a piece of paper, oh, no college degree, sorry, out of here. And 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 they're real and even folks that work around them, they're like, Oh geez, my God. <laughs> I guess it, it wasn't needed. No. Like you can still do the job. It's an asinine way to determine if someone can do so many different things. Except the things you're pointing at, right? Of course. God. I mean a doctor, very specific type of things. I was seeing oh the, the new Squid Games, um, what's it called? The reality the show. Challenge. One? Yeah. There's a gal on there, one of them they're talking to, and she's younger and she's um hoping that she would be good at it because her degree is in criminology or reading people and i'm sitting there going okay but that's your degree what experience do you have actually doing it well and, and so many you know? people never use their degree <laughs> my, my, my sister got a degree in hotel management she's worked in radio her whole life ridiculous <laughs>
<laughs> behind the scenes in the office. Uh, okay, so see, let's set some good news. And then uh, we go full circle. Uh, we, uh, we yesterday, again, found ourselves talking about Cuts by Kristen, a salon in Reno that we uh, were introduced to about a month ago, thanks to a Dr. Rob letter from the aforementioned Kristen, who couldn't figure out why she couldn't get return customers. And she wondered, is it because I'm transgender? And a lot of you wrote in and said, well, this is ridiculous. Give us, give us her information. Because she literally said in her very first e email, I'm not telling you where I work because I don't want this to be some advertisement. So so many of you wrote in and said, we want to check her out. You guys are so awesome. That she wrote back and said, okay, fine. You can find me on, on Instagram and Facebook. It cuts by Kristen. Uh, and lots of you have written in. She's already written one thank you, but she wrote a more extensive uh, email yesterday. Oh. Uh, I'm, or it looks like maybe this morning. She says, here's a quick recap and uh, to answer some questions from the very beginning of the Dr. Rob letter. Yes, getting your full client list can take years for people, but my client building was way slower. The goal is 10 people a month for me, and then I can afford the rent I have on the chair at a salon. I do work another part-time job a couple days a week at a store that sells wholesale salon products for licensed professionals. I help others learn about products, and I troubleshoot, so essentially, I'm helping my competition. But it is fun talking hair. <laughs> and as far as customer service goes, I will go in at 10 p.m. if that time works for them. I have one client that picks that specific time, wow. and I'll be done at midnight, so being available is not a problem for me. Wow. This show... Dawn, did you get that? This show. Oh, this one right here. Is the only thing that worked so far. Not even friends or family got me this many people to work on. Oh. My business model is better prices and better hair quality after the service. And if you've had a bad experience, you can have your faith restored through me because I love fixing bad work. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who came in to let me style and cut their hair and that wrote into the show and shared their experience. And to everyone else that has contacted me personally about business ideas and reflections about my Instagram page layout, I'm still learning social media, but I've gotten great responses to make it better and will apply these thoughts soon in the future. Outstanding. Yeah. This was the first month I wasn't super stressed about making rent and cutting back expenses oh. and a glimpse of hope of getting a career for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh, I love this. A huge weight has been lifted, and I am forever grateful. I'm so blown away with the support of everyone and you guys at the show. I didn't think this Dr. Rob segment would go on this long in trying to help me. And if there's any way to repay you guys, just let me know. Oh. Well, I mean. Well, I mean, when I'm in Reno, you can you know, do my yeah. hair. Ooh. <laughs> right. If things you could do, you can actually pay for all the advertising. But, you know, that's it. <laughs> we were glad to help, uh, Kristen. That was a, that was a nice, organic, it's a beautiful story, and hopefully you'll no, keep meeting uh, new maggots. Um, all right, let's get to uh, Win Rob's Change, uh, which we do every morning at 630 and starting with Chris, the princess spreadsheeter in the gay area. The area. Who says that William gave a legitimate guess yesterday at 930, but once again, it wasn't one that was in my spreadsheet based on my quote, quote, only rule. If you know, you know. After then, <laughs> Rob's clue was once again in full alignment with my previous formula, so we are still with just 654 valid comparisons remaining. Now, Chris decided to offer a comparative statistic that for personal reasons, I didn't like. Oh. I, said, I said, okay, I'm just going to go off the board. It's my show. Chris will understand. And so I stumbled down. I had to find something that was a 15% likelihood. Something like, that's the, the you have a 0.15% you have a 0.15% chance of winning at 6:30, and he did a 100 times comparison. I went, okay, well, let me see what I can find here. And so I I I, I started finding a couple things. There's a 15% chance of cicadas covering the sky until it is black during any given summer. Oh, Whoa. I love cicadas. There's a 15% chance that a man told his wife he definitely wouldn't do it anymore, and then still left his wet towel on the bed in the morning. <laughs> Odd. Oops. Very specific. What I found most hysterical was the reason for this list, because it was all it was all in a New York Times article. 
And he thought, why are they listing things that are 15% possible? Well, because back on Election Day of 2016, Oof. the New York Times ran an editorial saying that Donald J. Trump had a 15% chance of winning ah. the presidency. Ah. And then they were smart enough a week later to write an article making fun of themselves Good. about how wrong they were oh because by then he oh. had been declared the president of the United States. Yeah. And knowing that we had the depressing news of being one month to the day away from presidential election 2024, it all came full circle. Oops, did I just bring us back down again instead of finishing high? Oh, so sorry. Right. We are looking for our 10th guess. If you give us the right amount of money, you win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob Change. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Deck the halls with craptastic rad swag. Available in the stupid store at radradio.com. Remember, we're down to like, uh, what, 20 days to uh, Christmas? Uh, tw- 19 or 20. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, if, if, you, uh, if you're serving another turkey uh, for, uh, for Christmas dinner, where you just want to stock up for next year, there is still uh, the 2023 proprietary blend of the rad uh, turkey brine available and some of our uh, vendors and small business uh, uh, partners are, are, are still stocked a lot of them sold out they're all listed if you go to the stupid store <sighs> superstore at radradio.com uh, it'll tell you if, as far as we know whether they're sold out or not one place we know that does still have them they super stocked up so they could be part of this uh, this fantastic event this summer uh, this uh, this uh, season is NorCal Gunvolt in Rockland as they continue to collect toys for the US Marine Corps Toys for Tots Christmas drive you just have to bring in $20 worth of a new unwrapped toy for donation along with the receipt of your purchase, and NorCal Gun Vault will give you a bag of rad turkey brine. If you need more details or if you want to call them uh, to get directions, they are at NorCalGunVault.com. The best things in life are free. We're going to help you pay some bills and fees. Windrush change. what I want. Windrush change. Your best guess and estimate the calculation in rough shore of change. With rough change, what I want. With rough change, what I want. With rough change. Caller 18. Hello, Rick. Good morning. Present. All right, Rick. Uh, you're our 10th guest. Give us the correct amount of money and win it. Let's go with $416.74. Four hundred sixteen dollars and seventy four cents. <laughs> Excellent guess. You lose. Oh man. <laughs> and in that guess of four hundred sixteen dollars seventy four cents, there's a four, a one, a six, and a seven, because he's got four in there twice. Four one six seven, those are the four numbers that are in the correct answer. <gasps> You just have to put them all in the right order. Ooh. You can win Rob's change again at 9.30 this morning. A couple weeks ago, we had the, uh, I think it was the Merriam-Webster uh, uh, word of the year, based entirely on the word that we were searching for in uh, this year uh, the most to be defined. So they didn't do anything like, like Time does with their person of the year. Where they're, okay, what is this word? Does this word have an influence? It was based entirely on 
we're looking it up. We needed it to, to be defined for us. And that word was? Authentic. Yeah. And that oh. led us into a really weird psychological discussion about that out. why in the world did we <laughs> yeah. need authentic actually defined or do we not want it defined anymore? So the more fun word of the year comes from our friends at Oxford, as in the Oxford English Dictionary. They choose their uh, word of the year by not so much. First of all, the word does not have to be new. Um, oh. and, but the word must have a significance in the year in question. They come up with their 2023 shortlist that they believe reflects the mood or preoccupations of the year, and they do base it a little bit on words that we're looking up. They do let the public vote, but they do say the public vote doesn't necessarily determine the word of the year. And they released their finalist, and they have now told us which one has won the word of the year for 2023. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know if it's the word, and, and this is two words, though. But, like, so many times throughout the year, and again, as you say, it's not new, but I, just everywhere, reality shows, TV shows, people talking, it feels like. It feels like. Like, people are always saying that. Hmm. It feels like. No. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. If I'm being honest, that one, too. Mm. You know, no. These, Those these, are phrases. Uh, no. They're not, they're not looking for the phrase of the year. Do we have that list? Not that I'm aware of, but, but I'll, 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 I'll do some research. <laughs> I'd win that one. And again, they've narrowed it down for us so that you don't have to shout out any guesses. We're going to go through their, their 10 contenders. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, this was talked about a lot on dating sites throughout the year. I think we mentioned it once. I know I had a story prep for it. Beige flag. Oh. Beige? Beige oh, flag. I don't know. It's like a... So it's... I'm. I'm... I don't know exactly what it is, but red flag obviously is something mm -hmm. bad to, to look out for. A, a green flag is, oh, this, this person is doing all the right things. Ooh. A beige flag is something right in between? Yep. Basically, yeah. the beige flag is a, this is how it's defined, a character trait that indicates that a potential partner is boring or lacks originality. Oh. It's the bland in-between uh. of green and red flags. And the big debate online is, is that a bad thing? Right. Yeah, what, be good. Depending on the stage of life you're at, <laughs> exactly. you might really want a beige flag. Yeah. If you've had enough green flags turn into red flags. Yeah. You've had enough red well, flags where you kept going. And the red flags sometimes maybe aren't something like dark with someone. It could just be that they're drama, you know, because right. red is like drama. Maybe they they're haven't like, give healed. Give me the beige. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, give me the beige. They, they could be at a tough time in life or, or maybe you can see, <laughs> man, this person has so much potential, but they need to go through it and I'm not I'm not okay <laughs> going through it with them. Man, these beige flags are going to be so different for everybody, though. I mean, I guess all the flag colors are. I mean, some red flags aren't really red flags to people. If you're toxic, you're toxic and you match up with somebody, it's going to be the same. But what, 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 what determines whether it's a beige flag if it's boring or not? Well, sadly, usually other people is what determines it. Because you're absolutely right. If you're, you, What do we always talk about in the Dr. Rob segment? Compatibility. We all have red flags. We just oh. want to be waving the same red flag as our person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or, or be in contrast, whatever, whatever works. So, and that's why I, the, this one uh, uh, is one of the nominees. I went, well, I did see it a lot, but I don't know that it cut through the zeitgeist enough to be the, the word of the year. Obviously, I know the answer here, but I did anal analyze all of them as I went through. <laughs> yeah. This one, I don't even remember hearing this word this year. Oh. It, all the reading that I do to prep this show, it, when I read the definition, I went, okay, I just don't know that I've ever known it was this word. Parasocial. No idea. Nope. Okay, it's a type of uh, relationship. Are, are you in? Are you with more than one person? Does it have to do with a Para? fruit? <laughs> Right? It's a P-A-R-A social, parasocial, is a relationship that a person, I mean, this is everywhere. This is everywhere. I just didn't know we had a word for it. Ah. A relationship that a person imagines having with another person who they don't actually know, often due to social media. 
We talk about this all the time. I just didn't know that was the term for it. Yeah. Oh, you're a parasocial. You've never met the person, but you think you're best friends. Oh. Oh. And and we've we've taken some flack for that. We've gotten more than a few emails of, hey, I I I know I'm close to this person that I've never seen or talked to or met other than social but, media. Yeah, no, that is a so, thing. So we made up a word. Uh, apparently, it's called parasocial. I don't know how that could be word of the year. When Well, it sounds this. better, doesn't it, than like, well, that's really, a... are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, getting that response. That's why we make up words <laughs> to make people feel better. <laughs> we can't just tell somebody, you're a weakling. So we say, okay, you have carpal tunnel syndrome. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> that you got you hurt your little hand on a, on a keyboard? We'll, we'll give it a syndrome. That's where this stuff <laughs> yeah. always comes from. Um, weather-related word of the year candidate is heat dome. Remember this? We, we did talk about this a little bit in the, uh, during the summer. I just remember cyclones, but that's in the winter, right? Yeah, and those have been yeah. around for quite a long no, while. No, I know. But like I, the I, bomb cyclone. Yeah, I feel like they added words to it to make it yes. more scary. Bomb but, cyclone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, that, that, was, yeah. that was one. Now, the heat dome <laughs> is the persistent high-pressure weather system over a particular geographic area which traps a mass of hot air below it. So as we were going through the heat waves of the summer, you were stuck in a heat dome. That sounds more scary right. than a heat wave. So I this is a step up from a heat oh, wave. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Heat, oh, you were in a heat wave? Oh, goodie yeah. for you. I was in a heat dome. Yeah, yeah. Heat, heat waves are nothing now because, <laughs> because, heat, because a wave comes and goes. Right. A dome traps you. You're in it. You're you stuck. Are, you are stuck in it until whatever time. Remember, wasn't, it, wasn't this the summer? Where Arizona was 110 or more, like yeah. 35 days in a row. No, that was bad. the ultimate heat dome. Yeah. So is this similar to a Thunderdome? Like, is Tina Turner going to be in there fighting off a bunch mm. of barbarians? Mm. Weak. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't Weak. like it? I know she died yeah. this year. Come on now. Oh. That was... Damn. Yeah. I thought I'd get some laughs. No. Apparently not. Uh-uh. Okay. So it was so low-hanging fruit, my friend. I think I think that's all it was. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. I'll try harder. Okay. No, I'm not sure if that'll be better, but okay. Damn. Um... <laughs> Well, anytime people try, right? I tend to I tend to encourage people not to try. Just they be just yourself. Be authentic. Aha! <laughs> By the way, authentic is not one of the nominees from Oxford, be, even because uh, Miriam Webster named it the word of the year based on us looking it up. But Oxford said, "No, we don't. We don't. Think no, it's we're a, gonna do our own. We're gonna do our own." All right, next candidate: de influencer. Uh, you don't influence people. You turn people away from the product. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yes. This is the practice of discouraging people from buying particular products through social media. There's There are apps now for this. There are apps that if you if you want to stay away from woke companies, they will tell you. If there are – there's apps that – for the opposite. If you only want to do business with woke companies, you can put in the product or the service that you're looking for. There is an app for companies. These are different apps. If you want to do business with a company that has no known political agenda, they don't say anything out loud, they don't introduce or enforce anything, there are apps for all of this. These are all forms of de-influencing. Okay, it, it, cool on that with those. So you actually have a, a, a device, social whatever app to do that. But I was also thinking of you've become, you've been known to be a de-influencer because anytime someone sees whoever it is pimp, pimping a product, they won't buy it. Right, because oh. people get so turned off by somebody, and they're like, "Oh, they use that. I'm not gonna." <laughs> like... I'm, I'm having a hard time not not remembering uh, one of the episodes of Family Guy this year where they just I I don't know I don't know if Seth MacFarlane had a bad experience with reverse mortgages, oh. or if he hates Tom Selleck. Oh, oh no! But they dragged Tom Selleck for an entire episode. Mm. Over over his reverse mortgages campaign. And reverse mortgages are very polarizing. You either genuinely believe in them like Shelby Elias does from financewithshelby.com, 
or you think they are the worst thing to ever come down the pike, like maybe my dad, Horace, for example. <laughs> and and, uh, and they just would not let up with Tom. And, and Tom Selleck's a, a commercial, everything that he says, like Peter or Lois would, would in, a, in another room, obviously, and, and Tom Selleck can't hear him, would say something out loud. And Tom Selleck is, is such a swindler in this commercial, he knows what to say to... <laughs> Well, don't listen to your wife, by the way, if she says that reverse mortgages are dangerous, because that's what all women say. <laughs> so, yes, you could you could have somebody who became so known as as being a, an endorser of bad products, or or I mean, another form of de-influence. Because, by the way, the de-influencer. This is another way of saying cancel. All of these yeah. websites are saying we're right wing. We want to cancel everybody who's woke. We're left wing. We want to cancel everybody who's not woke. So that's that's all this is is the next generation. But there there are people now who are just toxically like, well, I wouldn't buy anything from him just because I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like his politics. I don't like his policies. I don't like a thing that he said For or sure. did. I'm sure Kid you, Rock has turned off a few people. You might be told about a product, and be like, oh great, and then you see that person is attached to it. Like, oh no, no, I don't like it. Right. <laughs> if he likes it, I won't, or I refuse to. Um, all right, a couple more contenders. Uh, there's Prompt. Very very. 2023 word because they're using a specific to AI. Okay, oh, okay. so it doesn't mean timely. No. <laughs> right. No. Uh, uh, not, yes, it does already mean that, and it right. has for for decades. Uh, something, something to do with a button? It is the instruction that you give to an AI program which determines or influences the content oh, it generates. Oh, you prompt it. So, yeah, when I was asking Chat GPT this morning to solve a math problem as it relates to this uh, Best Christmas Ever movie on Netflix, uh, which we'll get to, I was prompting it as I was giving yeah. it the, the scenarios and, and the numbers. So that's that's it. Because I think right with for whenever time does its person of the year, we can't think of a better one than AI. AI should be the person of the year. So this should is at least be considered. This is Oxford's uh, uh, push towards uh, trying to be someone in the AI world, I guess. Uh, situationship is a nominee for uh, the word of the year, a romantic or sexual relationship that's not considered to be formal or established. Mm-hmm. We used to call them bed buddies right. or friends with benefits. Now we that, have situationship. Because uh, that, you know, that just sounds more like... It's less slutty. Right, exactly. <laughs> What, what what are you in? Doesn't it like if you're if you're 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 you meet older people and they're like, oh, what are you in? And you could say this as opposed to, oh, I have a bed buddy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's where we got friends with benefits. Bed buddy was too crass, so we had to create friends with benefits. Which, it, and it, now we have to have a situationship because yeah. that's what we do generationally. We just soften and change because this crap. A situationship doesn't mention bed. Right, even though bed buddy might have softened the blow a little bit, or friends with benefits, you all knew what the benefits meant, mm-hmm. right? Where this is like, oh, okay, this could just be really. Except it's not. Anything. That's the problem. Is we all know what the situation <laughs> is. Like you said, friends with benefits, we knew the benefits. Oh yeah. The situationship, we know what the situation is. Yeah. You're banging. It's just, it's just, we have to cleanse these things. And when you say situationship, though, it sounds like it's more problematic because it's like, oh, it's a situation. It just well, seems more like there's, there's more of sure. a negative side to it. We have well, to, we have to make everything difficult too, or feel difficult. Well, I mean, a lot of times those things do turn very difficult mm-hmm. <laughs> and drama and yeah. become a situation. Yes, because at least one person doesn't understand the boundaries or the rules. Yeah, they, they get their heart. Pretty soon, they 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 want to get out of the situationship and into the relationship. Yep. And the other person's like, no, I already have a couple of those with other people I haven't told you about. Yeah. Um, all right, a couple more contenders. Swifty, 
Oh, well, you love Taylor oh, yeah. Swift. Yeah. Number one fan. The name given to an avid fan of singer Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm probably not even describing that. Probably when I say you love Taylor Swift, like you have to be obsessed, right? If you're a Swifty, are you following her everywhere she goes? Well, according to the definition that I just read, no, I know. I'm then just saying. it's the name given to an avid fan of singer Taylor Swift. But when they say, I would think that they're very particular about this, where they're like, no, avid means this. Oh, you just do that? No. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. uh, we all immaturely do that. We all do that. If you're talking to somebody about a, a show that you watch, oh, well, I, I like that show more than you do. It's, I mean, who cares? <laughs> the Swifties care. But which Swifties? Who are the authentic Swifties? Yeah, who, who's the leader of the Swifty club? You know they have a president. Some loser. <laughs> and then uh, one that we uh, we thought might be uh, in the, I think this was uh, one of, oh, yeah, this was, this was the runner-up, I think. For the uh, the Merriam-Webster one, because everybody was looking it up trying to figure out, was uh, Riz. Charisma. All right. Yeah, you got the Riz. It's a, a person's <laughs> ability to attract a romantic partner through style, charm, or attractiveness. That is the technical definition of uh, Riz. So there are your nominees. Beige flag, parasocial, heat dome, de-influencing. Prompt. Situationship. Swifty and Riz. They did choose the number one most voted for word. Got 32,000 votes in an online survey. I know it. And the people at Oxford agreed that it was the word of the year. Mm -hmm. It has to be. Brandon, what do you think? Uh, I think it's Riz. Kyle? Page flag. Swifty. It's Riz. Well done, Brando. Derived from the word charisma, the word received more than 32,000 votes from the public. Riz soared in popularity earlier this year after Spider-Man actor Tom Holland was asked what the secret to his Riz was, and his deadpan answer was, I have no Riz whatsoever. I'm sorry, it still just sounds like a disease to me. It just does. You got the Riz. It feels a little Rizzy. It feels to me like a word that should be used tongue-in-cheek. It, it doesn't It doesn't feel like something that should be taken seriously. I'd rather it be Swifty or, or any of the other words. Charisma is just Riz. a cooler word. I mean, it is. It, it, right. Yeah, charisma, that is positive. We didn't need to re- replace is, charisma. No. Is, it, is it because we're replacing everything with emojis and shorter words that charisma, three, three <laughs> syllables, that's oh, just too much work? Way too much. No cap. We need, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine... Sitting down, uh, like having dinner with, uh, with with my wife and a friend of hers, and the friend is saying uh, that she met a new guy, and oh, tell us about her. And the friend says, "Oh, he's got the riz." I'm like, oh, what? Oh God, is there an ointment for right? that? Oh my God, you're still with him? It's curable. Where does where's the outbreak happen? Oh God. By the way, it can also be a verb. You can uh, riz up. Which means to attract or chat up a person. So uh, okay. in another lifetime, Brandon and I are single. We're out at the club, and I go, hey, Brando, you want to go riz up those two girls? <laughs> See? Do you know what? It also oh, sounds like, God. and it doesn't matter the age, you could be 12, you could be 17, the height of your coolness that we all think we are, or 25. It sounds like everyone's trying too hard to be cool when they say this word. Riz, yes. you got the Riz, right? It just, it's just, it, no, uh-uh. And I just, I really do want to know because I don't know anyone that uses the word. Are they using it seriously? 
Or are they using it like like we would be using it? Like we're making fun of ourselves. Like do they take, hey, bro, you want to riz some chicks tonight? I mean, oh what? See, the first thing that comes to my mind is Ritz crackers. It's just, it's without the T. So if you're going to say it like, oh, man, I have some riz. Like, oh, you got some yeah. what? Yeah, you got a speech impediment? You, you don't know how to say T? Like Just spray cheese to go with that? Like mm. you, you know how the British, they take the tea out of everything. Oh, it's yes. like, oh, I'm going to have some Ritz crackers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, d- <laughs> it actually does work. Uh, all right, we're going to play Travel Trouble right now. Uh, we got a 30-day, a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. And most importantly, you are qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings a week from this Friday, December 15th. And you have to choose once you win your free membership. You will have to tell us, as we're getting your information, which grand prize do you want to be eligible for. You'll only be eligible for one of them. First choice, a company party at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada, for up to 50 people in the VIP bowling garage with four private bowling lanes. All the catering options you get to choose from between the taco bar, the prime rib. It's a $2,000 value. Your, your party can be anytime January through March. Kind of a, that post-holiday party. Everybody's too busy now. But then you get back and you're all depressed from bills and stuff. Now's a good time <laughs> to go to Coconut Bowl at Wild Island. So it's good to January through March. Or the other grand prize drawing is for a pair of second row courtside seats complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings take on the Detroit Pistons February 7th. So for Treble Trouble, we play you a three-second song clip. You give us the title of the song and you win. Call our 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the song title... <laughs> <laughs> Why did that happen? I swear our ghost is back in here. There is no explanation for that. But you know what? It, it's very missed. You know, there's some things we just get rid of over time. That was like the, the, the this was? sound. Yeah. Yes. It was very uncomfortable to not hear that sound. And the only thing worse, but worse than that is that that the only reason this exists <laughs> is COVID. Mm-hmm. We added that in during COVID years, and now we're stuck with it. Uh, drop what's everywhere and no winner if, uh, you know, all those things I said 14 minutes ago don't happen. 888-989-9811 for Treble Trouble. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome back to It's the End of the Broadcast Year and They Don't Care edition of RAD. Email the show, please. It helps us kill time. RAD at radradio.com. We got this one from uh, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. We were talking about uh, the uh, latest word of the year. We already had Merriam-Webster. They said uh, it's based on the word we look up the most and the increased percentage because we need to know what it means and authentic was the word of 2023, rather heady, uh, that discussion uh, uh, over a week ago. Now, uh, Oxford went far less heady on us. Uh, They had finalists like Swifty, which they they did not choose. Rather, the word of the year is riz, as in having charisma. Uh, And then we were talking about how awkward it it feels to use it, but we have some inside information from the younger crowd here. Ah, okay. Patrick says, I think the issue with the word is its use in a sentence. When you say, hey, Brando, you want to riz up those two girls, it does sound weird. I have inferred from my kid that it's used as a single word response or as an exclamation. So in your example, you'd say, Brando, check out the girls over there, and Brando would respond, riz up. Oh. Sounds much better. 
That's that. Now, now I'm totally comfortable Bye. with its uh, usage. It more dumb? Oh, you're gonna make me riz. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, if you're watching this on Rad TV oh at members.radradio.com, coming up at the bottom of the hour, our next commercial break, and instead of the sights and sounds and the behind-the-scenes goings-on of the studio, like watching us sign cookbooks, thanks <laughs> Thank for ordering you. them. We really appreciate it. You're going to get the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppies. What's coming up, Brando? We got my dog, Walter, in the house. Oh, it's way too early to be yeah. rousting Walter. He might do a big strike. Oh, you're going to be a big strike. Let's get to Treble Trouble. Treble Trouble Treble Trouble Treble Trouble Treble 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 Trouble Treble Trouble Treble 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 Oh oh Treble Trouble He's probably just gonna do a big snore. Treble Trouble Treble Trouble Winner gets a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com, and you're qualified for one of two grand prize drawings on Friday, December 15th. I either, the company party, valued at over $2,000 at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada, for up to 50 people, or a pair of second-row courtside seats complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons on February 7th. Caller 18, hello, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning. morning. If you know the song title, you will win. Now, get this. Uh, Caller 18, Sarah. Caller 19, yes. Jessica. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. I looked over. I saw Sarah, Jessica. Just, we oh, just need. Oh, we just need caller 20. We, we oh, do. Is it? Come be, on. Can it be? Noah. Oh. Yeah, hi, Noah. <laughs> Sarah, Jessica, Noah is on the line. <laughs> and put away the uh, oats. We don't have a horse, Kyle. To, uh, Does Noah want to be a Parker today? Oh, we could just. Uh, yeah, we, we just call Noah Parker. Yeah, <laughs> Noah Parker. All right. Parker Noah. Uh, that sounds like a famous person, Noah we, Parker. We are looking for a uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so it's it's a holiday rock song from 1958. And I think as Kyle is preparing these, he's realizing yes, all of these Christmas songs became popular a long, long time ago. Jesus, uh, yeah. So he wrote he wrote God, these Christmas songs are old as f. <laughs> well, yes, the classics have stuck around. Time to make him hurry, tell him he can take the freeway down. What is the name of that classic Christmas song? Time to make him hurry, tell him. Sarah, do you know the title? Holiday Rock. Oh, God. <laughs> Jessica. Uh, run, Rudolph, run. A lot of people screw that up by saying it's Run, Run, Rudolph, but the uh, title of the Chuck Berry song is Run, Rudolph, Run. Run, Run, Rudolph, Santa let you make it in town. Santa make him hurry, tell him he can take the freeway down. Run, Run, Rudolph, reeling like a merry-go-round. Well, yeah, he keeps singing that. So yes. <laughs> Yes, but the yep. title is Run, Rudolph, Run. And she nailed it. Cool. Two more chances for you to win at 8 and 9 a.m. Entertainment News now. curtain and lights. It's time for entertainment news. All right. Now we got an email from Michael. And words matter. Because I am very into words. I'm a little annoyed by this email. You know what, you know what the definition of gouging is? Yeah, like. 
getting something out with a sharp object, like gouging an eye out with it, like the yes. end of a knife. Yes, that is a that is a correct answer. Then there was no way to know. That is not the version I was looking for, but that is a correct answer. When, when you're screwing someone, mm-hmm. having them pay too much yes. or something, yeah. you're gouging oh, them. Yeah. So, and there, there's a there's a wordy definition and a legal definition, and they're almost identical. Uh, the uh, wordy definition, an act or instance of charging customers too high a price for goods or services, especially when demand is high and supplies are limited. The law, the legal side of it, for example, during weather emergencies, such as snowstorms uh. or anything, where suddenly a case of water goes from whatever a case of water goes for 15 bucks to four forty five dollars yeah, or, or, or or that that's price gouging and gouging and things like that okay oh boy <laughs> Michael says love you guys I I hope you still do after I respond oh, to Rebo. oh no oh no oh no it's hard because he uses a word here in a way that it's really hard for me to think that it's anything Unless he just doesn't know what the word means. Love you guys. I heard that Garth Brooks just started a new residency at Caesar's Palace. Not really accurate. He started back in May, but I'll allow that. Right, but he just you just heard about it. Yeah. If Had he written, I just heard. Yeah. But he, he didn't write that. He, wrote, he, d- he didn't. I heard that Garth Brooks just started a new residency. He did that thing we do. Since we just heard it, it must be new. <laughs> right. That's the way it reads. And I was going to get my wife tickets for her birthday. In April, and tickets are four hundred and fifty-three dollars a piece. Holy crap! Is this normal for concert tickets? That sounds like gouging. Oh. Shania Twain, who has a residency at Planet Hollywood, is only hundred bucks each. Granted, she's not Garth, but this just seems insane to me. I really want to believe, based on that whole the totality of that email, that he's just so out of the concert game that he's got sticker shock or or something, and that maybe he even wrote this email emotionally. And a little like, well, I'm, I'm just so pissed that I can't do this for my wife today. Yeah. I, I, I did, I yeah. did, I did go in and confirm all of his numbers. And now, um, it's not gouging when people will pay for it. Yeah. And and the fact that all of the shows in April are basically sold out except for like straggler seats. Damn. And they're still at 4:53. Like one of the shows I looked up has two seats and they're not together left. Oh. And, and this is not resale. This is this is the four hundred fifty three dollars. Yeah. How is it gouging if you have tens, hundreds of thousands of people willing to pay it? And Shania Twain can't get that number of people to pay that price. Yeah, I kind of. I uh, again, I, you know what? We, we we no one knows this better than I. We will say silly things when we're like being emotional, but if you sit and really think it through after the fact. I mean, granted, it's Shania. Yeah, I mean, dude, it, that's two different worlds, Shania and Garth. I'm not. I'm surprised he's not quadruple, triple, more than than what she is, right? I mean, it's Garth. Brooks. Well, and to the, and to his to his whole overall you know, point and a couple of things there, it, it, Shania Twain for a hundred bucks is a bargain these days, uh, given the given her 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 totality of her work and that it is in Vegas. Because yes, it is normal to be paying hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. For not even great seats at most concerts with anybody that you've ever heard of, and Garth Brooks is getting a lot more than four fifty three in the aftermarket. There are people paying two, three, four times that because they they only get to go to Vegas once or whatever, and they're gonna yeah. and they're gonna pay it. And th- th- this whole thing started with the Ticketmaster thing a few years ago. And I get it; everything's expensive, and it pisses people off. But when you have something that is a controllable, you can a quantifiable rather a quantifiable thing like we have. 30,000 seats available, and 
yes, we found 30,000 people willing to pay hundreds of dollars for both the ticket and the fees, and we did so in 18 minutes. Where's the gouging? Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I know it sucks when we can't afford things that we want, but damn it. Now, I, I was just thinking about this yesterday, and our, our, the old people in our lives are starting to be right. Like, back in my day, <laughs> I paid $20 to see Blink-182 at the Warp Tour. Yep. And, you know, you could see these these ticket stubs of people posting on, on social media of, of shows that they saw back in the 70s, 60s. It's like 50 cents to go see Led Zeppelin or something crazy like that. This is just the way that it's always been. Prices go up. Artists are worth more. And the more popular they are, they are, the more expensive it is. And especially, I mean, it's Las Vegas. You're, you're going to plan on spending hundreds of dollars to see a show in Vegas. It's Vegas. But even in Sacramento, like the aforementioned Blink-182, I spent like almost $600 a ticket just to go see them last summer to take my girlfriend to see there for her birthday. And then back in when I was in my teens, I went to see Blink-182 for literally $18 at Arco Arena. So it's just one of those things that just continues to go on through time. Things get more expensive. And we, we, the public, we have created this. Because we always want to focus on, you know, something other than us. We don't want to take personal responsibility. We want to focus on the bots and the scalpers. And We're still the ones paying it. Right. No matter how they're getting there. We, we have, okay, if, think of it this way. For, <laughs> for those of you that are just, because I, I know you're out there. If you're screaming at me, just take a step back. If we outlawed all forms of aftermarket ticket sales, all forms of, of scalping, every and, and not only that, we figured out a way to eliminate it. What have we taught everyone? We have taught everyone we will pay hundreds of dollars for concert tickets, and that will become the price for all of the tickets mm -hmm. because we so crave these shows, these artists, these venues, these events. So your memory is much better than mine. I feel like he missed out on that, that time frame where this started becoming a thing more so than ever, right? Because uh, you know, Brandon's bringing up past shows he went to. Okay, all the shows I went to in high school and even like 19, 20, 21 years old, I was, we were not making money at all. I'm working two jobs, going to school. You're barely scraping by, but we could still go to concerts. They were even reasonable in our eyes per se, right? But there was this time, I don't know when it was, where it was like all of a sudden, it's he missed out on that moment of the bitching where it was noticeably like more and way more and and like but people were paying it and there he just missed out i think on that moment remember i remember we get a lot of emails people are just outraged that all these shows were now costing this now it's the norm right now it's just it does it make it right yes i guess for our system <laughs> our system yes it makes it right does it make it right for you when you can't afford it no that sucks and you get mad and it's a bummer that you can't go but, like, this is where it's settled. <laughs> it's not right. going to turn it, around. Look, and it, it, it sucks <laughs> when you can't afford your medication. Ugh. It sucks when you can't afford milk. Mm -hmm. It Jesus sucks when you can't yes. afford to get a, a car because yours is uh. broken down. All of these things suck. Yeah. And, and it does suck. I'm, I'm, I'm with Dawn. If you, if you genuinely you just want to do something nice, you want to go to a show. Yeah. Maybe the, and, and depending on your situation, maybe you don't get to do things like this. And you're thinking, well, how, how much could it be? And it's $453. Yes, it sucks. But but to, the reason I answered the question of is it right, it's right because we have created the system. Enough of us say we are going to pay this amount of money to do these certain things. That's literally how our system works. Keeping the word going, the part that, that I find that really sucks is it used to be if you wanted to pay way, way more, 
you would get front row. You'd get right down there on the floor, whatever it was, whatever those really, really expensive tickets were. And they were the only ones, right? Everyone, it's like the higher up you got, the cheaper it got. But from what I hear now, because I haven't been to a show in a while, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're like in the, what are they called, mm. the bleed seats or whatever it is where you can't really see. Depends. You're still paying a lot of money. Depends on the, well, see, now those are two different things. You're still paying a lot of money. But you ain't paying what I'm paying down yeah. on the floor. That, that, this is the part where I'm saying sucks, where it's like you could at least go, okay, all right, well, at least I'm there. These are affordable. I don't hear anyone saying <laughs> any tickets in an arena are affordable. I just hear them say they don't cost as much as the other seats. Pretty rare. I mean, yeah. yeah you're, like, you're, that's you're... the part that sucks. You used to always be able to get at least what we called the crap seats, but you were there. There are, there are plenty of shows <laughs> that Brandon and I were looking at over the course of this year where the the worst seats, I mean, the worst were the, were still triple digits. God, see, my for certain God, bands. no, those were like twenty bucks. Um, okay, a couple of emails. Uh, Michael did write back. Let's see if he still loves us. <laughs> Says hi there. Thanks for your response to my email. Email. Yes, sorry, I haven't been to a concert in years, so I am very out of the game. I am just shocked that the prices are crazy. I mean, people are paying them, so it must be normal. I was just highly disappointed to get my wife's favorite artist's show. I would go to tons of concerts in the 90s, but that was then. And, yes, I still love you guys. Aww. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, it is a shock for sure. <sighs> My God. It's, it's still a shock uh. to Brandon and me at times when we log into certain shows and go, $330 a ticket and we've got an in? Mm-hmm. We're like, we're, we got, we're like, the, and I'm like, no, yeah. no, I can't justify that in the budget. Jesus. Dang, that's in, it's insane. Um, Lisa says, I bought tickets to see Taylor Swift next October for $140 a ticket to sit in the 600s of the stadium. Jeez. People are selling those for $1,000. A friend sold their tickets for $15,000 for four tickets at Levi Stadium. Wow. Right. Nuts. Right. And see, that's still a lot to me. $140 to sit. for a super bad seat? Ugh. Yeah. It's the oh worst seat. Oh, my seats. God. So wherever she's going, Dang. worst seats in the house or $140. People right now have those listed for 1000 bucks. A friend of hers sells tickets for four tickets to Levi Stadium. Don't know where they were, but it's Levi Stadium. So a uh, big venue, fifteen grand. Wow. That, Again, insane. somebody paid it. Somebody oh. paid it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tyler wrote in and said, I feel artists don't make any money from album sales and streaming doesn't pay the bills. That is all untrue, Tyler. That is a lie that you have been sold. They are making bank. (laughs) Jesus. Well, and I mean, me anyway, I feel like they literally sacrifice their lives. I know they chose it, right? And but they're such artists, and and if they're the best in their craft, I mean, you you should be paid for how the work you put in and and how great you are. If people find you that great, yeah, th- this you know? is that that argument though. It takes us down that weird road of well, um, I'm a waitress and and I I, I I make a living on my tips, and and it's like so that's on us if you have bad service kind of thing. This is the same thing. This is first of all, it's a fundamental lie. The the artists are making tons of money on streaming. They have not been robbed of money of streaming. They have tried. They have. They, some of them have collectively launched up a a a, a, a gaslit argument. That they've created a what's the what's the uh, damn it? I'm forgetting the expression. A, a, a not a it's some type of scarecrow, oh. and, uh, and that to to argue that doesn't exist. Hmm. And and so people walk around being well, they got to charge that much because the 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 big bad recording agencies are screwing them over on the doop 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 doop. No, yeah, that that argument could only work possibly for like an up and coming band that isn't popular yet and hasn't had their music out there. That's where they make their money is when they go on tour and they sell their merch and the ticket sales. Uh, member Maggot Will, who's a regular, wrote in and said Brandon paid six hundred dollars a ticket for Blink. 182. Mm-hmm. Rob gave me free tickets for just knowing some movie <laughs> on the radio. I thought Rob valued Brandon.
Brandon more than that. Lucky. <laughs> He, he quizzed Brandon, and Brandon lost the quiz. That's right. So he then had to pay. <laughs> why, did, why did you have to pay for those? Did you just not ask me, or did I not Yeah, know, and or... I wanted to... Oh, it's for your girl. I wanted to do something nice. Aww. Yeah. And I, it was... I, I shouldn't have spent the money, but I did, and it was so worth it. <laughs> then you should have. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Laura wrote in and said, Metallica, dude, $1,000 a seat? It makes it impossible for people to see them who are just working-class people. I have wanted to see them in the last five years. I effing can't afford it. Bums me out. Oh, that does suck. It does suck. Honestly, it, that's so much money. Here's the thing, though. You are, you are oh. projecting, though, your experience onto others. Back to Dawn's example of when we were young and, and stupid and had no money and, and our impressions of things. There are a lot of working-class people who are finding ways to see Metallica. They're, put, they're maxing out their credit cards. They're saving up all year. Whatever. It's just not what you're going to choose to do. And that sucks, but so does reality. I think that's maybe another layer that adds anger to people's. They think it's nothing but rich people that get to go to these shows. Totally, yeah. It's just a bunch you of people uh, drinking their spritzers, uh, banging their heads <laughs> to enter Sandman. Come on. A couple of other uh, entertainment notes. Kim Kardashian. I didn't know we needed this, but we're going to get it. Kim Kardashian will star in her own new series described as a sexy adult drama. Where she will play Los Angeles' most successful divorce attorney, inspired by her own divorce attorney. <laughs> wow. Sure, uh, Jay Z or not Jay Z, the other one, Kanye, Kanye will yeah. love this. Will uh, she? Um, she'll be her character will be the owner of an all-female law firm in the drama. Go girls! And uh, it will air on Hulu because she's got that partnership with the new Kardashian show, and they're they're calling it a big serious commitment. So they're going all in on. Well, this. and she's on American Horror Stories Delicate. See, there you go. Last one oh. and. I, I, if you're new to the show, I have a love-hate with Kim Kardashian. And this is where I love-hate her because I will, I will try and watch this because she is so good in American Horror Story Delicate. Like, I, 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 I'm amazed. So I really think that she might be really good acting as a lawyer and it's an all-girl firm. I mean, I'm willing to check it out because the, the thing that's different is her character in, in American Horror Story Delicate is she's a PR person for an actress. So she's got to be shallow and all those things that we assign to Kim Kardashian. So she's almost kind of playing herself, but there is acting involved. And I'm very surprised at the job she's done. And yeah, and if, and if you can't pick, I, I, I didn't think I had to mention, uh, since it's an all-female law firm, obviously it's a fictional show. So I just right. wanted to... Yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The Cheeseheads were out in force at Sunday's Green Bay Packers game against the visiting Kansas City uh, Chiefs. Uh, of course, the Packers did beat uh, Kansas City and uh, ended Taylor Swift's unbroken, uh, unbeatable record of every time she's at a game, the Chiefs win. Not so much. And one Chiefs uh, fan was applauded across social media for going viral for his anti-Cheesehead hat. It was uh, it, He was caught in the stands, and, and people are going nuts. Over it's a sim somewhat similar bright yellow, you know the cheese heads that that, that they wear, uh, in in uh, Lambo. Only instead of the soft, colorful foam rising above his head, the Kansas City supporter had made an oversized yet realistic four-sided cheese grater. <laughs> oh, a cheese grater hat. <laughs> walking around. There's a new dating term that's picking up steam. So you got so you got single women that are looking for a variety of things, right? Depending on where they are in life, a guy who's attractive. Others want somebody who's funny. Maybe they want someone with a certain career, somebody who's more family-focused. Now we have golden retriever men. Oh, oh, really? Oh, that's so sweet. A guy who, like the breed of the dog, is sweet, gentle, 
affectionate, and eager to please, and not to mention easy to train. Ah. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, that's great. Now, some of them, when you when you read the comments, some of them don't mean oh, no. it to be derogatory. Others do. Because yeah. you've got you've got women who are saying, I do, I want a sweet, gentle, affectionate guy. But I want him to have a backbone. Yeah. And others are going, no, I don't want him to have a backbone. Mm-mm. Then that's the easy to train part. Jeez. The reason the term went viral was because the people who overwhelmingly say this applies to Taylor Swift's new boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. All true. That guy's such a yeah. mole. I know, but he's still likable. He is, he's pathetic. <laughs> really? He is just, the, the idea that he is he is the man of this decade is just... Well, now, I mean, for me, uh, right, I know you're probably speaking that you're uh, what he represents for yes. people, right? Yeah. I, his brother is way more manly. but And, and he gets no credit for that. I, he doesn't at all. But I, I really thought... I was going to be completely like, ugh, with Travis Kelsey. And when I've seen him on the podcast, he's entertaining. I'll give him that. I'm not discussing whether he's you know, entertaining he or is, not. He's endearing. He, uh, you know, that, you know. he embodies everything that we have done to just strip away manliness in this country. I don't like the way he dresses. Awful. I, I just don't. Uh, no, wow. It's not manly enough for me. There you go. Way to go. That's all it is. We got this email uh, from uh, Matt. Hi, Matt. Says, I was nearly convinced to watch Best Christmas Ever on Netflix just to feel more included in your conversations. But, Rob, your mentions of Fat Man overtook my interest. Holy crap. Fat Man is effing hilarious and entertaining as well. Mel Gibson and Walter Goggins do an amazing job, as well as that little evil bastard kid. (laughs) I highly recommend it to everyone. What an awesome movie. Awesome. Thank you for the recommendation. That's the 2020 Mel Gibson film where he plays the real-life Santa. It's called Fat Man. It is an extraordinary holiday movie. So, so cool. Uh, And it came up because uh, Best Christmas Ever uh, is uh, getting a lot of attention on on Netflix. And uh, it's getting, like, the average of a 1.7 rating on Google. (laughs) Uh, oh, that's high. So many people are so angry at it, calling it the worst movie ever, et cetera. And Dawn had seen it already when we had the story and uh, and was disgusted with it and then had to go watch the very ending of it because <laughs> okay. uh, it only gets more stupid. Yes. We've had one person, one person <laughs> uh, who wrote in and said he enjoyed it, and he doubled down. He watched it a second time. And, Jesus Christ. Oh, why? And he really, he oh. actually, he legitimately enjoyed it. Um, uh, I need to see that person's movie list. The uh, By the way, uh, Dawn, oh. Dawn also brought up that with all the viral mentions that it's getting that you know netflix is is they're getting what they want because people are tuning in to check it out and they it, it, i i i i'm a little i'm i don't know i don't because i can't find many good reviews anywhere i mean you go through imdb rotten tomatoes uh youtube etc because it is the best christmas ever is the second most streamed show for the last three weeks of course it is. Uh, on and people are watching the whole way through. Because they probably can't stop themselves and how stupid I, it is. They, that, that's what I want to hope, but I just, or, 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 or that they're watching the whole way through thinking it has to get better. Yep, One of yep, those two things. Yep. Not that they're going, oh, it's okay, because not. Maybe they're trying to, like, what, 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 which way is it going? Because, you know, it has a billion storylines. And none of them make sense. None. <laughs> so, I, 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 not, look, we all have a different role on this show, and, and, and we all do it very well. And I want to go back because Kyle and Dawn did not do justice to a few of the things <laughs> that I was forced to watch yesterday. This scene where Heather Graham's character is locked out of the house. Uh-huh. She's on a balcony. And um, it's a second floor balcony. And she jumps down from the balcony. Yep. And, 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 and then Dawn and Kyle are like, what, what, what happens then? What, what, how did she get back in the house? Because she's locked mm-hmm. out. We know she's locked out. 
She jumps from a second floor balcony. No problem there. I guess yeah. she was a gymnast. They didn't mention that. <laughs> exactly. And then they show her walking towards the house. Cut scene. That's it. We're just supposed to assume she got into the house. Yeah, they never somehow. explain it. They never show it. Someone let her in. This balloon scene. Oh, yeah. At the end. <laughs> so uh, uh, Brandy's, uh, Brandy Norwood uh, plays, one of, uh, plays the other friend. And her son, who, spoiler alert, is dead. Had a had the worst dream of all time for a kid. <laughs> Wanted to build a solar powered powered hot air balloon, something the world didn't need, and didn't want. And oh gosh! On, on, as they get ready to go to the Christmas festival uh, that's going on in this town, uh, Brandy and Heather Graham, uh, and Heather Graham is uh, holding Monkey Bob, this idiotic uh, uh, a stuffed toy that never makes any sense why it's even in the movie. Nope. That her son has. Exactly. They never touch on that. They they go and and oh my God, Brandy has built the prototype and she's had it built for for years and they've been testing it and all this, uh, and it, it's gonna she's gonna fly over to the festival in the solar powered hot air balloon. That's a tribute to her her dead son, but oh, it doesn't work. She thought it worked. It doesn't work. But you know the good news is that that Heather Graham's character is an engineer, and all engineers know how to fix everything all the time, no matter what. So she's able to look at this uh, this 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 uh, fuse box <laughs> oh, man. that she's never seen before for 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 an invention that's never been made before, mainly because nobody wanted it, and in two minutes fixes it. <laughs> And only then, only then does Brandy think to invite her to ride in the balloon with her. And so they, they fly over, they fly over towards the festival, but oh, oopsie, they, they go over by Brandy's house and there's, there's their, those giant decorations that, that are on top of the roof. And, and they, they spent the entire time flying with the rope ladder dangling. Uh-huh. And they only, oh my God, the rope ladder is out and it gets caught on the sleigh, the big life-size sleigh on top of the house. And 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 it, it they 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 rip off the sleigh and now they're still flying in the hot air balloon, and they've got the sleigh under them, and Heather Graham says no problem I'll walk down <sighs> the rope ladder and I'll get in the sleigh, and I'll put on the Santa suit. Yep, yeah, no problem at all. I mean now she, now all of a sudden she's not only a gymnast she's a stunt woman. Yes, yes, <laughs> and they're and and because they're gonna fly over because these kids these little rat kids who who can't act in real life. <laughs> They they don't believe they're not believing in Santa. They got the binoculars. Yeah, he's not coming. He's not coming. Yeah, yeah, no Christmas. Yeah, Santa's not real. Huh? So they're flying. They fly over with this sleigh. And and Heather Graham somehow makes it into the sleigh and she looks like Santa in her red coat. And by the way, the somehow the sleigh is still illuminated. Mm-hmm. It has left the roof where it had electrical power. Yet it is still illuminated mm-hmm. miles away being towed by a balloon. <sighs> and the kids see the sleigh. Whoa. And somehow, the 10-year-old who's going to Harvard doesn't look up another inch in the binoculars to see it's a sleigh being towed <laughs> by a hot air balloon. <laughs> it's just Santa in his sleigh. And nobody notices that Santa's a woman when she yells out and, and, and to, to her son and says, I'm real. And does this belong to you? And then uh, she's not only a gymnast. And what else was she? Stunt woman. Stunt woman. She's also a professional football player <laughs> because she drops that stuffed monkey from however high up in the air they are. Right into the arms of her son at this festival. Oh, my God. The only thing that I'm more annoyed at than this movie is that you, Brandon, got out of having to see this film. Because you trusted Dawn, and it is the worst thing. None of it makes any sense. None None of it. None. None. I was going to to make notes, and I thought, no, no, no. Because 
Every storyline makes zero sense. It is never explained. There is no continuity at all whatsoever. None. None. It is an infuriating film. The 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 the, the rebuilding of the toy oh, house I, did, right? makes oh, yeah. no sense no, at all. And really, uh, ah, how do they have all those supplies all of a sudden? All of those. How are they able to build that in one night? We're supposed to get. Oh, I'm sorry, a couple hours when it took Brandy months. All of those multiple uh, storylines you were talking about that, that came up yesterday, out of nowhere, the son is running away back home, yeah. and we're looking for him it, endlessly. It, it is the worst movie ever. It is like they filmed oh my God. each scene was its own movie that they never got back to. Yes, that is exactly what it's like. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Rad Radio to you. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Festivus. Oh, come on. That's it. I'm out of here. Rad Radio. Whatever. I uh, got a few uh, emails here. R-A-D at radradio.com. Yes, talking again about best Christmas ever on Netflix. The <laughs> second most watched show on that damn streaming service. Uh. Chris says, hold on now. There's a solar-powered hot air balloon and an illuminated Christmas sleigh decoration. Does this hot air balloon have a battery bank if the sleigh is illuminated? Is it night? How do you see the lights in the daytime? Yeah, they don't explain anything. It's nighttime. There's no way the sleigh can be illuminated because they don't explain. Yes, did they plug it into the solar-powered hot air balloon, which is working at night? They don't explain anything in this stupid movie. Wasn't there like a big star on the balloon? Yes. And before Heather knew it was a balloon, she was driving through town and... Thought she saw like a big star in the sky. Or Christine something. says, "I'll be honest, I couldn't even get through the trailer." Yeah, I wish I never would have started this whole thing. <laughs> Becky says, "I had FOMO yesterday, hearing about how horrible Best Christmas Ever is. So while working from home, I turned on Netflix. The movie was so boring that I actually started working and being productive." <laughs> You guys are right about everything in the movie, from the dollhouse to the hot air balloon, the dumb monkey that is in every scene for some reason. The cherry on top was the Virgin Mary dancing to Santa Claus is coming to town during the Christmas pageant at the end. I, I, didn't, I don't think I got that far. Yeah, I think I fast forwarded. I, I, the best part of the movie, uh, other than the ending, is they, they actually had let Brandy sing at the end. And I was reminded what a gorgeous voice she has. That's about it. By the way, uh, the most popular thing on Netflix uh, by like a three to one margin is this Leo show. Uh, it's a kid's thing, an animated musical comedy that stars Adam Sandler as a lizard named Leo. Oh, cute! Who's a fifth-grade class pet at a Florida school. Bill Burr plays his friend and fellow class oh. pet, a turtle named Squirtle. <laughs> cool. Other characters are voiced by Jason Alexander, Rob Schneider, and Sandler's real-life daughters. And oh! Yeah, if I understand the plot correctly, Leo the lizard... I don't know how he finds out. He's only got a year to live, so he wants to break out and get outside. He's 74 years old. Okay. Yeah. And so, they all die at 75? Well, I think it is, this is the this is going to be the sad part of the movie, of course, because this lizard gets out, and he, he helps all these kids. And at the end, spoiler alert, I'm sure he dies. Oh. I'm, I, didn't, I don't know. I'm just assuming because you're, they're really playing into the this lizard's old. Everybody loves him, so you know it's going to be like that heart-wrenching oh, ending. So I guess, I guess that's my prediction. There's a terrible teacher that he's helping these kids get away from. I was and I was. I'm hoping that the ending is that somebody like the Rob animal looks at him and says, "Dude, just because your average lifespan is 75 doesn't mean you're going to die. You're fine." And then he goes on to live for 15 more years. Well, that'd be great. <laughs> um, we got this note from uh, Jill. 
says, I just finished watching Best Christmas Ever from start to finish. Wow. Well, in one sitting? That's amazing. My cat was contently sleeping on my lap, and I couldn't bring myself to disturb her. Afterward, I was curious as to who the director was and how she could have created such a bad movie with such campy acting. Oh, God, it was a female director. I did some research, and it seems that 72-year-old Mary Lambert has mainly directed films in the horror genre, which might explain the horror of Best Christmas Ever. (laughs) Maybe now, so close to the grave, she's searching for redemption from the horror that she helped create. Whatever the reason, for Best Christmas Ever, it definitely lived up to the rad conversations of the last few days. A whole mine of coal is in the stocking for this one. It's time for me to take a shower. Yes, I, I felt dirty after this. I seriously thought it might have had to do with the actor's strike and the writer's strike for a mm. while, and they just rushed things through and put it out for the holidays. Boy, did they rush it through. Yeah. Uh, Carly says, I agree with the rad team on Best Christmas Ever. It is a horrible movie Oof. that I've actually watched twice. Once before the on-air discussion started, and once after hearing the mixed reviews, thinking maybe I missed something. What are you doing to yourself? At first, I took Best Christmas Ever as just another dumb Hallmark-type movie made by Netflix to put on in the background of making Christmas cookies. I take offense to using Hallmark movies next to this movie. But I couldn't put my finger on why there was not one shred of the film that truly grabbed my interest. The second time around, I still couldn't figure it out, and why did this movie suck out loud, and why were some people raving about it? (laughs) After hearing the Rad Team's review on Tuesday, it hit me. It's the acting, but specifically Brandy's character and her blatant and incessant flirting, as Rob put it. Yeah, that was just a stupid storyline. And Dawn's right. It goes nowhere. Nowhere. But it continues well into the movie. It's weird. Where where they make it seem like there's going to be an affair. There's going to be something that. No, nothing. Yeah, all of their acting. But since this person brought up Brandy, the scene where Heather Graham's character comes in and she's lost her job. Wasn't it? Yeah, where the, and Brandy's sitting at her office mm. chair or something. It, her response, oh, no. Like, it, it was so, like, terrible. Like, it was not like you're shocked or stunned or even cared. It was the uh, worst response y- y- of y- acting. We could pick oh out the worst scene for each one of these actors, oh, yeah. including the children. Oh, yeah. And I don't think we would ever agree on who is the worst performance of, of this this movie. They all get the gold medal it, for that. It, 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 it was, it, it's a stunning display of wretchedness. And, and so <laughs> we talked yesterday. Somebody, somebody wrote in, they had also watched the new Eddie Murphy Christmas film, Candy Cane Lane. Oh and a couple people had, and somebody said it was worse than Best Christmas Ever. So I, I texted Kyle and Dawn yesterday as this movie wrapped up because I was so angry. <laughs> And how it made no sense. And then and then Kyle brought up Candy Cane Lane yeah. and said he was going to start it. And I thought, that MFR, he just threw the gauntlet down. All right, fine. <laughs> so uh, No, you didn't. You too. Oh, my well, God. I had watched it in two parts. Yeah, okay. And so I, I think we had a similar reaction to it. Although I, I do wonder, Kyle, how much of us thinking anything good about it was because we had just watched, uh, you know, Ugh. we still had, I, I still, I had just watched, you still had Best Christmas Ever, ever on the Brain. Yes. Uh, because, look, it, it's not worse. It is not worse than That's Best Christmas news. Ever. Mm-mm. But it's not good. <laughs> it's it's not. I see you made it through, and and I I stopped like, and I got pretty far. I think like an hour in or so. I was like, this is devolving quickly, and it just gets very weird, not funny, and it's not good. You thought maybe kids would like it? Yeah, well, yeah, I thought that maybe it was made specifically for kids. I don't think, like, if you put it on and adults are going to watch it, they're going to have a chuckle and be like, oh, Eddie Murphy was so good, and he had some funny lines. I think it's more Eddie Murphy did this role, and he's like, it's for the kids. If you're, I don't know, maybe 5 to 12 years old, 
then maybe you can find it uh, funny or something you'd like to watch. But other than that, I, I yeah, it, it, it wasn't great, but yeah. it was definitely a thousand, maybe 5,000 times better than the best Christmas ever because there was a storyline. Yeah. They did follow it. Uh, yeah. The people could act. Yes. It, it's just all not worth it. So, I mean, do you guys feel like maybe you got a little of your life back no. of that time? No. no because of Eddie Murphy? No. No, because, <laughs> I, I, like I said, Kyle has a better impression of Candy Cane Lane than I do. And, and I think Kyle nailed it that Eddie Murphy, who I still love and respect, I'm going to give him a mulligan on this, he was he was viewing it exactly that way. It's for the kids, He and he's thinking about his kids as he's Aww, acting it, and it's terrible, yeah. and he knows it's terrible. <laughs> But he's thinking if anybody over 12 likes this, they probably need to be put on a list somewhere. So it's, just, it's just not it's just not great. We are getting emails about Leo, which is overwhelmingly the most popular thing uh, on Netflix. And uh, let's see. I, how can I read these? Um, then you may have, uh, Christina is so funny to have spoiled the date of storyline. We watched it. Well, I mean, Brandon, Brandon's prediction is wrong. That's what we'll say. That's good. Yes. That I guess good. I'm just in yeah. a way. When I saw the trailer this morning, I thought, oh, no. This is going to be a oh. gut-wrenching mm-hmm. thing where you mm-hmm. get all, you mm-hmm. love the thing, and then it dies. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, so it's, it, it, it apparently ends well, people are saying, because we don't want to spoil it for anything. You know, we had a lot of those. We had to endure the, those type of movies growing up. These yeah. Kids Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're all scarred at least once or, or half a dozen times for everything from Old Yeller to the Lion King, for yes, God's sakes. Yes. Oh, when did they stop? Nemo? 2002? <laughs> yeah, 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 in our day, Nemo would have died. Mm-hmm. Oh, they would. Well, well the mom death. dies. They would have found him in a box. <laughs> already already filleted. Yes. <laughs> so, while talking about all of this, oh, man. Netflix's other new holiday film, or is it a holiday film, Family Switch, or is it just a new movie that, that came up? Uh, is Family Switch with uh, Jennifer Garner? Yes, it is. A, it is a Christmas film. Yeah, there it is. that okay. one is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it stars uh, Ed Helms and Jennifer Garner as a married couple with two kids, a boy and a girl, and then through some sort of holiday movie magic, it's an accident at a planetarium or something. Ed changes bodies with his son, and Jennifer Garner changes bodies with her daughter. And people seem to be pretty hot or cold on this. I don't know that anybody's loving it, but some people say, oh, you know, it's, it's fine. Cute, maybe. And others are just saying, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not so good. It's terrible. The, the trailer for, as a dude, the trailer looked awful. And I like Ed Helms. I was like, no, not, not, I am not going for the trifecta of hatred to, to watch it. It is going viral, though, because there is a scene where, remember, the, the mom and the, the daughter and the son and the dad have switched roles. And so now the, the brother and sister are pretending to be the parents. Right. Okay. There's a scene where the brother and sister, who are pretending to be their parents since they're occupying their bodies, are basically pressured by other adults, their parents' friends, to kiss. It comes up with like some one of the adults says, "Oh, you're supposed to kiss 12 times a day to be in a happy relationship." You know, I mean, stupid Hallmark storyline, right? Hey. And, and and then they the basically these adults start saying, "Oh, we don't believe you kiss that much a day. Kiss, kiss, kiss." It's so stupid. Uh, and so, you know, and now it's like, oh, my God, you're kissing your sister, right? Yeah. But it's Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms. But it's not. Well, it is. Yes, it yes, is. yes, yes, yes. It, ki- is. it is Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms as the actors, but they are in the movie. They're the brother and the sister. Okay. Okay. So I, they, they kiss. Right. Okay. And people are outraged because it's incest. Okay. They did this with Star Wars back in the 70s and no one was mad. But we still so had brains it. in the 70s. Yeah, it isn't incest. It's not even close. First of all, it's a goddamn movie. Right, that's why. Yes. Second of all, it's two adults who are actors. Yes, exactly. Ed Helms and Jennifer Garner. 
who are being voiced by, like, not even voiced by the kids. They're, they are the, they are they are supposed to be the son and the daughter, at, but they're acting. They, they, Right. Yes. People yeah, yeah, are yeah. like canceling it, their Netflix no, over this. If it was actually the brother and the sister being encouraged to kiss, that would be incest. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If it. If well, first of all, if they were actually brother and but sister in their body, right, in but, their body as before the switch happened for whatever reason in this movie, they decided the brother and sister needed to kiss. Now we've got a movie about incest. Okay. Terrible. Right. Um. No, because they're still actors. Just don't watch the movie because you don't like it. It's a. It's not. It's not a brother and a sister. It's a. It's a girl, and and a boy who who are actors, and who are playing a role. And for whatever reason in this movie, would have them kiss. That's not what happened. But even that, that's not incest because it's a goddamn movie. This, this is so ridiculous. So for people, it's uh yeah because you are a word person, so they should be saying it's what encouraging incest. If it were the boy and the girl. Yes. Sure. If it were the boy and the girl. Fine. Yes. If it's, if look, I realize so many of you need things to be upset over. Because your life is so miserable and you just have to fight. Fine. If but, that was what was happening, sure. You could say it was encouraging incest. That doesn't really make a lot of sense because that's not how incest starts. But okay. If you would have to have that argument, but it's, fine. It's Jennifer Garner's... Jennifer Garner, yeah, the and, actress. And, 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 and Ed Helms, Ed Helms the actor. They, grown adults. They, yes, they kiss. And in that movie, you're visually looking at the two characters that are actually married. Yes, that so is correct. that's another layer to add to it to take away any ookiness. But it doesn't because Netflix is incestual. <laughs> I, I, I just can't deal with this society. Have you seen the clip itself? Yes. Okay, so how how um, how passionate was the kiss? Not they, at all. Not at all? Because, okay. Because remember, it's Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms, yeah. but it's not. And they're so they're ooked out by it. They're like, it takes forever. And there's like, so that's the opposite of incest. Now, if it was different and they were like, oh, yeah, like I've been waiting to do this kind of thing, you know, then then it'd be different. They start locking lips and licking tongues and everything. Really encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's not that. It's innocent. It's stupid. Let's do, oh, it's stupid. Let's do a quick holiday pile. There are only 20 days until Christmas morning, 27 days until it's 2024, and 43 days until dawn turns... 54! Is it four? I was thinking this morning, it's not 54. Because we're going to be in 2024, 54 sounds so much older than 53. Oh, it does. Wow. No, it really does. It it sounds... It does. I'm... Dawn's uh, birthday is January 17th. It's two crazy things happening. I love aging. 54 sounds way older than 53. <laughs> and it's the age my dad died. So oh. I kind of feel like I'm going to die. I don't know. It's like reaching an age that your parent was when they died. This is a thing. Okay, that went this dark. Is, no, this is a thing with people where they reach the age their parents died. And they're like, my God, am I going to live past that age? Oh, my God. I'm going to live that long? <laughs> My mother's 83 or 4? Yeah, my mom was in her late 70s, so, oh. you know, hopefully. Oh, my, my grandparents God. were almost 90. Oh, my dad is 90. Please don't <laughs> let me live that long. But, you know, if oh. God rest my soul, it's mm. my time. <laughs> How are you feeling, Brandon? <laughs> alive. <laughs> oh, you sound alive. <laughs> All right. Uh. The Hot 100. That's the Billboard chart. It is. Uh, it ranks the songs each week. It figures out who the number one song is in, in the country. By ranking radio airplay and all the audience that hears it, sales data, 
and streaming activity. It's this big formula they put it in. That's how they figure out what is the song that the overwhelming majority of Americans are listening to in any given week, and that's how you get the number one songs. Oh, and now, uh, outside I'm so of out on this, <laughs> no, not this one, because outside of this time of the year, it's just the most popular song for yeah, the most yeah. part, or something that might go super viral uh, because of whatever reason. When, when, uh, when, uh, what, who's the Whalen fellow in uh, country music? Oh, Morgan yeah, Whalen. Yeah. Morgan Whalen. When yeah. he went viral for for saying the N word and was all caught on video, his songs all shot through the charts, and and you know, uh, good publicity, bad publicity, things like that. Uh, however, this time of the year, every now and then, back three times in our history, one particular Christmas song will become the number one song in America. It's happened twice before. Uh, the, the Chipmunk song. Oh, no. Yeah. No. The first no. year. The first year no. that was out. And then, of course, and it's happened many times, uh, but it happened again in 1994 when Mariah Carey released All I Want for Christmas Is You. Oh, and yeah. it happens over and over again with so that particular good. song. But yeah. now, just the third holiday song to hit number one has just happened this week. It was recorded in 1958 when the artist was just 13 years old. Oh, yeah. And it has reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart for the first time ever, becoming the third Christmas song to ever become number one in a week. Brenda Lee, rocking around the Christmas tree, is the number one song in the country this week on the Billboard Hot 100. Rocking around Still nailed it. Christmas tree at the Christmas party. That's a she did record it when she was 13 years old. She sets the following chart records. Longest run to number one. Took 65 years. Oh, Never hit number one. I'm so sorry. Did you say she's alive? Oh, yeah, she's alive. So she's lived to see it. Yep. Yay. Uh, also, the longest span of number ones, because she actually, she it's been 63 years. She had four months and three weeks, because her first number one was I'm Sorry on July 18th of 1960. And now here she is. On December 5th of 2023. Partay, girl! Uh, yes. <laughs> and she becomes the oldest person all time to hop the uh, top the Hot 100. She uh, surpasses for women, Cher, who had the record uh, at uh, for being 52 years old when Believe went number one. That record was broken by Mariah Carey when at the age of 53, All I Want for Christmas went number one again. But now at the age of 79. Yeah, yeah! Woo, woo, go girl! Brenda Lee is not only the oldest woman to top the Hot 100, she's the oldest person, surpassing Louis Armstrong, who was 62 when Hello Dolly led in 1964. Woohoo! Who rules the world? Girls! Hey, if you guys gotta tell yourselves that, we're fine with it. <laughs> the ones who rule are always fine with everybody else saying, yeah, you're right, yeah. That's, Just let's yeah. have it for a second. Uh, of course, uh, 20 days to go until uh, Christmas. Christmas is on a Monday this year, which means one of the greatest gifts that we get is an entire Christmas weekend of football so that you can uh, plan ahead. Remember that on Saturday the 23rd, you'll get a couple of games, a 1.30 game and a 5 p.m. game. You'll get a full slate of games on Sunday, Christmas Eve day, the the usual 10 a.m., few games at 1, and then, of course, your Sunday night football game at 5. These are Pacific time numbers. And then a triple header on Christmas Day. What? Just like Thanksgiving, you get to have Christmas all day long. With the football. Uh, In the morning, the Raiders are on. Raiders. At 10 a.m. And then at 1.30, uh, the number one uh, uh, seed right now in the NFC, the Eagles play. They host the Giants. That game will suck. And then a legitimate, <laughs> a legitimate potential Super Bowl matchup on Christmas night at 5 o'clock. The Baltimore Ravens will be at the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, that'll be on for sure in our house. Oh, God. <laughs> it is a whole day. Uh, 
of uh, Christmas football. Good question. And maybe this is impossible because of the time of year. But from my understanding on Thanksgiving, there's like teams that always play, like the Lions and the Cowboys. That right? is correct. Like always, always. Yes. Okay. Is this what's happening on are they making that a thing no. on Christmas? No, because they don't yet. They have not yet. The NFL has not expanded to where when Christmas is on a Wednesday that they suddenly roll out a football <laughs> game. Give them time, but they haven't done that yet. We're going to play the pressure cooker right now. Uh, if you win, you get a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. And you're qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings that will be held on Friday, December 15th. So not this Friday, but next Friday. You can choose, you will choose, which of the drawings you want to be eligible for. Either. You might be able to win the company party at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada for up to 50 people in the VIP bowling garage, four private bowling lanes, taco bar, prime rib catering, $2,000 value. Or you can be in the running for a pair of second road courtside seats, complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons on February the 7th. The pressure cookers are daily trivia game that we play every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. We sure don't. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. You don't. Got to get five right in 30 seconds, and none of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18 plays the pressure cooker. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Ho, ho, Merry f- Christmas from us. Email the show, rad at radradio.com. Talking about various, various Christmas movies. We got this note from uh, Lori. Hey, Lori. Uh, this isn't a Christmas movie, I don't believe. It's just a kid's movie. This is the hottest thing on Netflix called Leo. <laughs> uh, you saw the you saw the trailer today, Brando? I did. It doesn't have anything to do with Christmas, right? No, no. it does not. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's uh, the Adam Sandler voiced it, uh, and he's a, he's a, an old lizard who's a, a pet. <laughs> In a class, uh, and uh, he wants to he wants to get outside uh, and, and see the world before he he dies, uh, which the uh, right away took Brandon to the very dark place of oh, oh we're gonna have our another kid character because he, he was he was re- regressing back to our youth where, mm-hmm. where they yeah. killed all of our our favorite Aunt Bambi oh, you know like every, yeah. you know all these just terrible things. Lion King was sad, and, and oh. we decided that it's okay. Uh, uh, non spoiler alert: When people started writing, in, no, Leo, it's a happy ending. Yay! Uh, Lori <laughs> says, "I just want to put my two cents in about the Leo movie. I watched it with my five-year-old granddaughter over Thanksgiving. It's very cute and well done. My granddaughter has watched it several times. Leo teaches the children many life lessons. Oh, Excellent! I love those. Does it look too young for your nine-year-old? Oh no, no, this oh, is okay. right down. It, I think this is good for both kids and adults. Oh. Uh, Sabrina wrote in because we were talking about family switch. Uh, Ed Helms, Jennifer Garner. It is a Christmas movie, and <laughs> they switch with their 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 son and daughter. And then uh, as, as and it's supposed to be a terrible movie from what we've heard. <laughs> but there's also another reason people are outraged is that Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms, two grown adult actors, they kiss in the movie. But see, in the movie, they are actually their their son and daughter. So so, but it's them as adult actors, and so it's incest. But it's not. It's not even close to incest because people are so stupid. And especially for me, the two characters kissing are husband and wife. Yeah, yes, but they're not. They're brother right, and sister. But, yeah. Uh, uh, so Sabrina says, I don't know any of that, but I got about 20 minutes or so into this movie. The only thing that I enjoyed about Family Switch was I was when they was in the scene when their baby switched with the family dog. So they show the baby running around, jumping on furniture like a dog, and the dog is walking around like a toddler. 
That's funny. However, I shut it off before the 30-minute mark. Okay, so there you go. You go to about the 20-minute mark, and you see the one good thing about Family Switch. Oh, my God, another movie we got to do this to? That does sound at least uh, amusing (laughs) and cute. And no, you just do not not fall prey to watching the movie. That would be on you. No, but I I like Jennifer Garner and Ed Helms. Good. Well, then you put yourself through it. That's fine. Uh, And I always love, it doesn't matter, uh, there, there are certain times where, oh, I think it was just a few weeks ago. Uh, we got uh, an email. Whenever there is something that has, um, what is the word? A capture, a cap, cap, captivated. Or captivated, not just the, uh, our audience, but the country. Like it's gone viral. It is what it is. One of the things that everybody's talking about. Invariably, you'll get an email like we did a few weeks ago. on, Rob. You don't need to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey every goddamn day. Yeah, actually, we do. That's kind of our job reflect society, hey. you know, talk about the things that, that, that people are talking about that are paying attention to, and talk about other things as well. So, today's is uh, from Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Wow, Rob, really? Did you not have time to prepare for today's show? Seems like you're just, are you getting compensated for boosting the views of this best Christmas ever movie? No, and I would have to tell you that, legally. I'm sure you could find something better to kill time with. It's annoying already. Talk about something else. Okay, when it's not the second most watched movie on Netflix for three weeks in a row and the most viral movie that everybody is talking about and our audience is all writing in and talking about. So, see, our job is to talk about things that are either interesting or or the audience is interested in or will be when we talk about them. And uh, this this certainly does seem to fit the bill. You know what? It's it's not your thing, right? Right. That's all it is. It's not not that people aren't talking about it. I, I can't think of one right now. There's been topics on this show where I'm like, oh, my God. I, this is not my life. I don't. I don't get any of this. But I don't bitch about it because I'm clearly in the minority on it. Right? You, you know so what Sh- Sherry like... should do? She probably wasn't here for the start of the show. She should go back to the up down segment where where I bring everybody down, reminding us all we're 11 months to the day from the presidential election, and that the U.S. suicide uh, rate is at an all time high. She wants uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's that's right uh, in her wheelhouse today. That's okay. I think she's just being a victim, and just personally, I think she probably hasn't seen the movie, and she feels a little left out that yeah. she has not able to like in. Uh, get herself involved in the conversation. And, and based on the tone of her email, I would love for her to watch this movie. You, you sh- you'll feel like you won't have FOMO anymore. Yes. Watch, be miserable with us. Yes, exactly. Be miserable is the thing I really want you to do based on the tone of your, uh, of your email. Let's play the pressure cooker. Oh, wait, you already are miserable. Never mind. to members.radradio.com where you have access for 30 days to Rad TV and you're qualified for one of two grand prize drawings. You pick either. You could be eligible to win a pair of second row courtside seats complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons on February 7th or you could be in the drawing for a $2,000 company party at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada for up to 50 people. Caller 18, hello there. Glenn, good morning. Hey, guys. Hey. Here's how this works. Your timer will begin when I finish reading the first question, which is true, false. So you got a 50-50 shot. You get that one right, and then you got to get four more to win. You can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. And i got to take the first thing you say. So if you say family switch, and then you say best Christmas ever, I have to take family switch as your answer. Do you have any questions? Nope. All right, good luck. True or false, the only one of Santa's reindeer whose name begins with a B is Blitzen. Uh, true. Which team won Monday Night Football last night? Bengals. Which pop star has the most downloaded Christmas song in history? Mariah Carey. In the movie A Christmas Story, what type of gun does Ralphie want? 
Uh, BB Gun, Red Rider. On which streaming service will you find the new movie, Best Christmas Ever? Uh, Netflix. Uh, what actor played the role of Bad Santa? Uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. The Grinch wakes up a little girl when he's stealing Christmas. What's her name? Cindy Lou Who. All right. As long as we start the question before the buzzer, we take the answer. That was seven questions. You only need five. He played well. He did. Good quick answers. Let's see if any of them were right. True or false? The only one of Santa's reindeer whose name begins with a B is Blitzen. He said that's true. You got, you know, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But Blitzen's the only one with a B. Uh, Which team won Monday Night Football last night? He said the Bengals. Such a weird season in the NFL. Another team. This this this, this is mirrors the college football uh, controversy too. College football said, "Hey, Florida State, uh, your quarterbacks hurt. You have no chance of winning, so we're not going to let you play for the championship." That's what we all said about the Cincinnati Bengals a few weeks ago when Joe Burrow went down, and now they go out and they beat another playoff team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, in overtime, thirty-four to thirty-one, proving what we were talking about yesterday that. You don't know until you play the games. And so, yes, the Bengals somehow won this game. There it is. Just a few seconds ago, I said, I, I can't think of something right now, stuff we talk about that I could care less about that's popular. That right there, there sports. It is. And Everyone wants to hear. I understand that. I sit here and I go, God, who cares? Stop, please. Ah, I'm on an island. People care. Uh, which pop star has the most downloaded Christmas song in history? He said Mariah Carey. We talked about Elvis's album is the best-selling of all time, but All I Want for Christmas is You is the most downloaded Christmas song. In the movie A Christmas Story, what type of gun does Ralphie want? He said them all, right? A BB gun was acceptable. <laughs> you could be more specific and say a Red Rider BB gun, yeah. yeah. Right. Shoot your eye out. <laughs> Wish I would have before I watched that movie. <laughs> On which streaming service will you find the new movie Best Christmas Ever? This was gay. great. He didn't know, even though we've been talking about it all week, but he said Netflix. I don't know. Yes. See, now do my thing now, now that you've seen both. Who would you do, Christmas Story or the best Christmas ever? Christmas Story. See, told you. Oh, God, yeah. Remember when I said that? You were like, really? Whoa. Yeah. But now that you've seen it. Oh, God, yes. See, easily. Mm-mm. Mm. Yep. Um, which actor played the role of Bad Santa? He said Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> and at the buzzer, the Grinch wakes up a little girl while he's stealing Christmas. What's her name? He said Cindy Lou Who. Dude got seven out of seven right. Good job. Another chance for you to win comes up at 9 a.m. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Stuff your stockings with Rad. There's plenty of actual junk available in the stupid store at radradio.com. All right, got a couple emails. R-A-D at radradio.com. Boy, that uh, Sherry emailer is not going to be happy because Uh people are still wanting to talk about Christmas movies. I I, I can't understand it. (laughs) It's, uh, It's December 5th. There's uh, two of them that are viral and are trending uh, on uh, on Netflix, uh, and there's a new Eddie Murphy. It's I don't, weird. I don't know why. I mean, she's very upset that we're talking about Christmas movies. <laughs> we um, should wait till February. This is a <laughs> this this is this is just a, a, a seems like a, a random 
a personal frustration hack from uh, John. He says, I've got to ask, why are so many people so surprised that this movie, Best Christmas Ever, that stars Heather Graham has such terrible acting? Has anyone seen The Spy Who Shagged Me? She can't act her way out of a cardboard box. Well, there's other people in it, and, and they're all bad. That's, I mean, okay, well, random I was, shot at Heather Graham, fine. I, I thought she was fine in that, and then also in The Hangover. I mean, I've, I've seen her in other stuff that she's fine in. Yeah, I, yeah and, and, and I haven't been this turned off by her. Brandy is an exceptional actress until this movie. I don't know. It's like Brandy took stupid pills. <laughs> I mean, Jason Biggs is Jason Biggs, but whatever. But I, 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 it, The kids are terrible. Everyone's oh, terrible in it. It's just, right? The kids are almost more annoying. I can't stand the, the, the little boy the most. He is the one I couldn't stand at all. And the fact that he had that stupid monkey, like you said, it didn't yeah. make sense at all. No. It was just creepy almost. And I, I didn't want him to continue on in that movie. I think I agree with you that I, I hate the little boy a little more. But that the the 10-year-old the Harvard kid, it, it, that's oh, a yeah. stupid character. Really, you're negotiating the interest rate at a bank. I mean, it's, it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. But that could have been you. Right, so smart as a kid. Yeah, I wouldn't have been that but, annoying. I hope. I don't know. So, so um, oh my God, I had one of those. Brent, can you say the f word? No, you cannot say the f word. That word. Here we'll go to Andrea's email. It says, "I've seen all three movies. I watched Family Switch, Best Christmas, and Candy Cane Lane." Now, one might ask if I hate myself, and I honestly had to see how bad these movies are, and I have to say that Candy Cane Lane was the best out of the three. Oh. Best Christmas was just rough. It took eight hours to finish, pausing, getting up, and doing something else before getting the urge to jump off of a bridge. And Family Switch was just, no. It was as cringy as someone who confidently says that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Thank you, Andrea. I love oh, you. man. She had to get that in. Because yeah, she's right. <laughs> I, I don't really care. After that negativity I subjected myself to, the sad excuse people call Christmas movies this year, I finally saved the best for last and sat myself down and watched Fat Man for the yes! first time. Nice. Thank you, Rob. That movie is now officially on my top three Christmas movies, and it was so good, I forgot all the trauma I had put oh. myself through with the other three okay, movies. Okay, there's the cure. Oh, my God, thank you. Yes, That's what we need to that, do. I, I tried it. I, I just did it out of order, and then I, I went back and watched The Best Christmas Ever, and that was awful. So now after you've seen The Best Christmas Ever, I, I had posed this question, but I didn't mean it like they were trying to make it a spoof. No, 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 no. No, they weren't. Do you think as they were acting this out and the cameras went off, they had their moments of like they knew this was garbage, but they just... You know, they signed up for it, going to do it anyway. Like, I mean, come on. They've been around long enough. Yeah. No. I want to believe right? that. Like, I'm, I'm uh, waiting, though. I'm still waiting for one of them to come out and say that publicly. Like, <laughs> issue an apology or something. <laughs> oh. And you are listening to us, so you are. If you got jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Don't call. You can't tell jokes. Sorry. Nine-year-old Lily starts us off. Oh, sweet Lily. How do you get down from a tree? How? You don't. Down comes from a goose. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, you look mad at that. I don't even get the joke. How does a goose come? What? What? Goose down pillows. Goose feathers are considered down. Oh, are they? Oh. Down. The down comforter. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have some of those. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, not all of them have down in them, but they'll call them down comforters. (sighs) Why can't pine trees sew? Why? They always drop their needles. (laughs) 
Big D has a note for us. Says, I'd like to give a huge shout-out to all the maggots across the country that continue to reach out to the Mrs. and I via Dark Ones Confections for the support and understanding. We are so close to having our commercial status, which enables us to provide anyone and everyone with our tasty treats. Oh, that's so great. We have just a few more hoops to jump through, and I promise we will be letting everyone know the day all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. We are so excited. Those damn hoops. For this next chapter to begin. We appreciate everyone's support and the understanding of our current shipping limitations as we continue to go through this process the right way. Oh, that's good. There's an update. <laughs> now on to today's submission of Yuletide Yucks. <laughs> that's what he wrote. What's a Yuletide? Oh, my God. <sighs> my God, that's more insulting than not knowing what the damn goose down I, I thought he was going to ask Yucks. Right, it would have been better with that. I don't know what that, that is either. Oh. Yucks or laughs. Like, yuck, 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 Okay, yuck, yuck. okay, okay. Yuletide is the season. It's it's the... Oh, my God. You've never heard Yuletide? Dude, Even, no. You know what? Even <laughs> your own parents are doing the hand in the... Yeah, face bomb. Emotion. Wouldn't be the first time bomb, today. Yeah. <laughs> Yule is a winter festival, typically yeah, like the Yule celebrated log. in Germany. Oh, okay. Brandon, will you, you will you help me uh, get the uh, the Yuletide yucks uh, under sure. Oh, you would screw this up, bad. Uh, knock knock. Who's there? Ho ho. Ho ho who? Oh, terrible Santa impression. <laughs> ho ho who? <laughs> what do you get if you cross Santa with a duck? What? A Christmas quacker. Why did Santa Claus get a parking ticket on Christmas Eve? Why? He left his sleigh in a snow parking zone. What do they sing at a snowman's birthday party? What? Freeze a jolly good fellow. <laughs> oh, Christ. No way Kyle's going to get this one. Oh, boy. Oh, this will be the one. He oh. laughs hysterically at it. <laughs> Let's see what we got, Rob. What did the wise men say after they offered up their gifts of gold and frankincense? What? what? Wait, there's myrrh. <laughs> okay, I know what myrrh is. All right. Yeah. I've seen South Park episodes. how I found out. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, this is from Mark. <laughs> what do kids give their mom or dad's sister when they have heartburn? What? what? Anti-acids. <laughs> oh, anti. Acid. <laughs> from Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Mondays are fine. It's your life that sucks. <laughs> that's, that's pretty true. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody know who Bob Ross is? Yes. Yeah, famous right. painter. What do Bob Ross's paintings and an orphanage have in common? What? They're both full of happy little accidents. Yay! Oh, that's the best. Oh, that's a great good orphan joke. It's brand new. It's hard to find new ones. Mm, oh, darn it. Oh, there it is. Josh says, uh, Jesus, what's the best present you can gift? What? what? A broken drum. Nobody can beat that. <laughs> <laughs> From Chase. Hey, Chase. Someone gave me 20 cents, and it changed my whole outlook on life. It was a paradigm shift. <laughs> what do Canadians like on their steak? What? A1. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's delicious. Oh. From Daniel. What is Jeff Bezos's rap name? What? Big Yachty. <laughs> Usher was arrested for lewd acts in a sandwich shop because he wanted to make love in the club. <laughs> That's not mayo. And this is from Brad. Hi, Brad. A little longer than I would usually do, but I believe I've shortened it and it's worth it. A man was driving with his wife. She asked, honey, if I pass away, will you remarry? The husband says, yeah, I probably would. And the wife gets disappointed and says, would you give her my jewelry? 
And the husband says, yeah, I probably would. Well, what about my expensive dresses, heels, matching handbags? Yeah, I suppose she could have that as well. And what about my golf clubs? And the husband says, no, not the clubs. And she asks, why, after my jewelry and my expensive attire, why not the golf clubs? And the husband says, well, because she's left-handed. <laughs> You got jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. that time of year you know the time of year when this show phones it in and barely tries wait isn't that all year round and now back to rad radio we got this email rad at radradio.com from alan hi alan brandon <laughs> rob uh we've mentioned this a few times um and we mentioned it initially because somebody wrote in and said i had amazing luck with this and um it's certainly a good time of the year uh, to remind people of this, uh, hello, Rad. Could you please let me know what the AI therapy site is called Aww. that you talked about a while back? I, I did not realize how many of them there are because I thought, oh, I'll, I'll know it as soon as I, I see it because it's got like a number in it or something like that. And, and But my God, there's a ton of them. That's but I want to make sure we give her the one that at, at least one Meg, and I think a few others wrote in and said, no, really, it's it's pretty amazing, and it's a good start. It, it's hard to get in with therapists. It, it's it's it'll get your mind going. It's hard to find a good therapist. Yeah, They're expensive. And, and, and yeah, so I mean, it, kind of that that better than nothing type way of opening up and maybe get. And plus, it's also less intimidating, right? Because for a lot of people, if they haven't done therapy, even if they have, saying things to another human is a lot more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, I know. We need to all get to the vulnerability thing. Shut up, therapist. I'm sure you're yelling at the radio. I get it. <laughs> Um, but it's a it's a good start. It's a lot yeah. less vulnerable to at least start sharing things. Do we think we know? Brandon? Yeah, it's talk to us yep, dot AI, and the, the two is a number two. So talk <laughs> number two us dot AI, and that's the one we know. A listener, at least one, had extraordinary results, and a few other people. Did you? Ever, you never tried it, did you, Brandon? I haven't tried it yet, but I should. I know. I keep thinking that I should, and I, then I think I always forget. What is it? You know what? What is it again? Talk to us. Mm-hmm. The number two. Number two, us.ai. All right. Okay. Yeah. We should just try it to see if we can. Gosh, you know what? Like, it's so weird because when you first started talking about it, I was like, you know, just now I'm like, oh, you know, because it's great, right? When you can get help for all those reasons that we had laid out. And then I was reminded that a listener had emailed me having trouble finding a therapist and it's in a particular arena that who I would refer her to, this person's no longer taking people. And I'm hesitating on letting her know about this site. Isn't that weird? Not for you. Yeah, I, like, that's now I'm typical. I'm paranoid about it. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> so, no, it's not weird. That's that's kind of what your, your standard operating uh, procedure but is. But, I mean, you know, I, I should. How about, why don't you go on right? and have a made-up problem? You don't have, doesn't even have to be about yeah. you. And just see how you feel about the it's answers. It's just, I'm so, ugh, with this AI stuff. But there are some positives. Yes, I mean, that, mainly in the health industry. Th- that is very much a positive <laughs> right there where it's free they get it right away but yes it doesn't take away from actual person person speaking of uh it's tech to you tuesday and at 10 a.m ian from tech to you will be hosting a huge ball of ai news uh including yes some good things some positive things from ai and some other things uh like uh, google's new ai spam detection tool 
Ian will discuss how this will help us filter out spam emails better than ever. Okay, that's good. A serial killer was stopped by an automated license plate reader. Cops use those all the time. Uh, and uh, one was picked up and uh, uh, was... He'll tell you this whole story. I don't want to... But he will also discuss privacy concerns and how this quickly can become a minority report type situation. Well, wait a minute. Can the AI can now predict uh, what? So he's going to get into that. Uh, not only that, but watch. Uh, it's FBI class of 2019 or something like that. It's a TV show on Hulu. Hulu. Uh, yeah. Uh, you see it progress over the years, and it ends up being the minority report garbage. So it sounds all good. Yeah, catch the criminals. And then we're all screwed. <laughs> I think Ian will have a much more objective take on it on Tech to You Tuesday, so check that out. Well, mine's based on a TV He's show. also going to show you a demo of an AI voice translator hitting the market soon. It's basically going to be a video of him speaking multiple languages that are AI-generated. Whoa. And I'm so proud I contributed this story. Deep fake porn is getting worse. Oh. There is an explosion in AI sites and apps that stitch faces of anyone with photos online, and that's all of us, onto naked bodies. And the pictures and the really advanced films are so realistic that the untrained eye is not able to pick them out as fake. And there are some horror stories out there, I don't know how far he'll go into it, of marriages ending because these, these things emerge and they look so real. And the person's like, that's not me. And they're and there's nothing legally that can be done about it. The images are fake, so they don't constitute revenge porn. So Ian is going to talk about just how easy this this is, how prevalent it's becoming. What's the point? Because it's actual bodies that they're putting it on, so it's not like they're saving money. They're still paying the people that are performing it, right? Like so. It's to blackmail people. It's to ruin people. It's to. Okay, I um, thought the other part of it was just the. People that are putting out porn. It's to embarrass people. Doing this. Well, because okay. no, 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 no. This is being used yes. for like evil. You take you take yeah, yeah. a porno that or pictures are the easier thing that's been done. They've been paid. Well, now I'm going to use it again, but I'm going to use the body of this porn star yeah. who kind of looks like this person that I don't like, and it's going to look like it's a homemade sex. Those, it, there's all sorts of angles to it uh, that uh, I don't know. Again, how far Ian will go into it, but uh, it's Tech to You Tuesday today. At 10 a.m. on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, where 20 minutes from now, during our next commercial break, we'll have the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? Oh, we got things and stuff with dogs <laughs> running around. Ah, really? uh, this, this is one of those cool so uh, promos where I get to read from the uh, video <laughs> editor. Excellent. Um, I do know that we have great Pyrenees uh, named Shasta and our and a border collie named Ruby. They're Aww. playing, and then there's uh, two Chihuahuas sitting on a chair with a pit bull. Well, Oh. And uh, other fun oh, shenanigans like that. Do we, do we see that it ends safely and the chihuahuas are okay? Oh, yeah. They're okay, actually good. all copacetic right. and Aww. happy. Uh, if you've got any videos, uh, just uh, record them horizontally. Email us rad at radradio.com. And now, baby, here's Dr. Rob, the doctor of love. Dr. Rob. Seems appropriate. We're talking about AI therapy. Let's do some real therapy here. Here's how the Dr. Rob segment works. you got a question, a comment, a problem of your own. Our phone number is 888-989-9811. You can always write to the doctor, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Remember, and I am not really a doctor, and you should suck it. This is from Dan. Hi, Dan. Dear Dr. Rob, tonight, he wrote this uh, last night. Tonight around 6 p.m., I went to a store that has more beverages. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because hmm. my wife had a craving for a gin and tonic. As I was walking up to check out, I noticed a man standing at the entrance and an employee telling the man to leave or he was going to call the cops. 
The man used some expletives towards the employee, and then the employee proceeded to call 911. And then the man proceeded to walk quickly into the store, right in front of the checkout line where I was standing, and grabbed a few items from the counter and left the store. The employee followed the customer, describing the man to the police on the phone. While the man walked past me while grabbing the items on a counter, a multitude of thoughts crossed my mind. Should I do anything to stop this man? Or would I be creating a bigger problem for myself and the other people in the store because I have no idea what this man is carrying or what his mentality is? I'm not trying to be a hero. My thoughts were, how can I be helpful? I did nothing but stand in line while these thoughts went through my head. What would you have done in this situation? Was doing nothing the right thing as it seemed the employees were doing what they were trained to do by the company and calling 911 and not stopping the man robbing them? Or is there something you can think of that would have been helpful in this situation? Tough uh, spot and unfortunately becoming more common uh, in, uh, in America, in suburban America, uh, in, in malls. Uh, saw a story about around the country, people are, are more and more between leery and afraid uh, just to go to the mall. Like in suburbs around around the country, because crime and just bad behavior is just very prevalent. I don't like to answer the question, what would I have done in this situation? Because I don't know. I, I'm not going to stand here and have radio courage and tell you I know exactly what I would have done. You went through the classic fight, flight, or freeze mode, and it all happened so quickly. You froze, and I'm not saying that as any type of pejorative, because honestly, you you have all the things going on in your head that that explain why doing nothing was probably the right thing to do. I, I, this is the kind of situation I don't want to happen when my wife and I are out together because my wife and I are both very prone towards action, and I don't want to put us in the situation that you're concerned about. Is this guy armed? Is this guy nuts? Is he pissed? What is he capable of? You don't know any of this stuff. And, yes, the, the employees of this major corporation that sells beverages and other things – uh, they have policies like no, no, no. You don't, you don't touch the uh, a criminal, that that or a potential criminal. We don't want the liability. We don't want the liability for you or anyone else. Well, then the stores made that decision, and the employees are following their job. And, okay, great. You want to do the right thing, but for why and at what cost? The, it, it, it's. I know there's a there's this element of it's society, and we 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 all have to be societal. And you're not going to get in trouble if you. What were you going to do? Let's do it that way. I don't know what you're capable of. I don't know what you're trained to do. So you say what? Hey, man, those aren't yours. Okay, now what? The dude says F you to you because he's already using expletives with the, the clerk. What are you going to do now? What are you prepared to do? Are you going to punch him? You, now, now you, in the act of trying to stop an alleged crime, you may, depending on where exactly this took place, be charged with some form of assault. There are... Famous stories around the country of just this year of Good Samaritans stepping in to what they think is a, a dangerous situation. And the Good Samaritans are the ones getting charged with criminal acts. Are you going to, after he says F you, what if he picks up the bottle and smashes it over your head and nobody helps you? I, I don't think I can justify putting yourself or myself in harm's way over some liquor items. Doesn't sound like anyone was in any danger. I, I, I appreciate the fact that you're obsessing over it. I think that's cool. It says a lot about you as a, as a human and as a Samaritan. I, I, I don't think that I would have. I hope. Here's my answer. I hope I would have done the same thing you did. Quickly realize, yeah, this isn't about me, and I need to go home to my wife, and I got a, I got a company I run and people that rely on me, and I need to stay safe. 
it's a good thing to do. I was put in a situation a while ago similar to this, and I realized that it, it did nothing trying to be the hero. When I worked, used to work in a grocery store, we had three kids come in, and they tried to steal a bottle, and they ran out. And, of course, the we had somebody, like a, a loss prevention security team, that would actually go and try to stop these kids, but didn't happen. So I was the one who ran out the door and chased them. Ended up chasing them down the block. They dropped the <laughs> bottle of liquor. It shattered. We lost the product. I'm out of breath. The kids got away. <laughs> it was a no-go. And then I realized, okay, there's there's things in place for this. Like the, the, they can obviously, the store can now um, take it off of their inventory as, what is, what is it called? Damaged goods. They can write it off in a sense. Not like that's a good thing to do, but they were able to do it. And no one got hurt, thank God. But I mean, I, I don't know if they, they had anything. One of those kids could have had a gun, could have had a knife, could have done something. And but, in, in this day and age, sorry, Kyle, just because you remind me of a story I just saw today. We're now at such heightened levels of cuckoo. In your exact scenario, if it happened today, who knows if they don't come back with weapons? They know where you work. Mm -hmm. They know what you look like. Uh, a security guard in Philadelphia approached a guy in a Macy's or something, I think it was, and because um, he was stealing hats. It's a, it's a security guard, two of them, and told him, get out, stop that. Dude left, came back, and stabbed them both. Jeez. One of them died. It, it, because he was so pissed that they did his job. So, and yeah, it's there's a lot to consider. Yeah, so I think as long as you personally are not in harm's way with that person, just let the store handle their policy the way they handle it. Yeah. I, in these situations, as we continue to say nowadays, I just like to face reality. This I, I, I this to me reminds me of when Rob and I were kids and, and kids got bullied. It was a thing. It was almost a rite of passage. But... And remember, our bullying was not the bullying of today. That's where, I, yeah, that's exactly where I'm going with it. Bullying today absolutely should be stopped because y'all stab each other, or you do awful things on social media. You ruin lives. We pants okay? each other. Right? Yes. Girls we, would give each other eating disorders. You, you, well, <laughs> oh God. Girls are mean. I know that is mean, and that's like the yeah. worst of it, right? And that yes. is bad. Yes. Absolutely. And we didn't even understand that we were we doing that. We didn't understand. No. And so. It, <laughs> In our day, if someone was trying to steal, that was so like, what are you doing? You know, it, it, you would easily want to say something or do something, and the stores didn't even allow it. And it everybody had that same mindset. Everyone had that mindset. So you weren't alone. Listen, I think that you 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 described yourself as freezing. No. No, I said I, that. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, wait, maybe I, he said. I, I did the fight, flight, or freeze thing. I just you wanted. You did, yeah. Okay. He just said he did nothing. Yeah, right? yeah. No, you did do something. You assessed in a very short amount of time that you should do nothing. Because people that are prone to react, it doesn't mean you're not someone that's prone to react when there's danger. It's you assessed, this isn't dangerous. This isn't, this isn't where you had a chance to save a child's life and did nothing. <laughs> Again, I'm not judging that. Someone might realize they would have no shot at it and put more people in harm's way. What I'm saying by this is this was not an emergency 911 type of situation. For the person who works there, it was because you want to get the law involved to get the stupid criminal. But for you as a patron, it wasn't like immediate, oh, my God, we can't wait till the cops get here. Someone assessed, do we do something? It wasn't that. You quickly assessed in this day and age, nope, let's just let this play out. Yeah, and it's it, it, even even in a different day and age, it's not really your problem. I mean, in that we don't live in that society where you're surrounded by people that are going to help you as well. That's the only thing we'll, we'll add in is you don't know. You might be the only one. 
who does something and the store has a way to handle it and and it's not your liquor and just God, you know it, what go. in this day and age i can see some people in the store going just let him go why yes. are you getting involved all he wants is a little liquor who knows right? who God. knows all right uh, uh this is from a name withheld dude hey dude who's very self-aware he says here's a backstory about me i've been a piece of crap most of my life using women and being manipulative and uh and being a manipulative person but I've been single for a while, and I am being more open-minded now. So that's his backstory okay. about his past. Did I date you? <laughs> <laughs> he says, Dr. Rob, I may have, okay, I did, completely broken my own rule. My rule being do not date or sleep with anyone from work. Oh. <laughs> I have done this multiple times in the past, and it's always gone bad. Well, the job I'm at now, there are a few cute women, but I have been able to stave them off. But this one worker I am constantly working with, She's crazy, good in bed. There was flirting back and forth and fun for a bit, then kissing and work on and off, and I'm writing you as she just left my house. I have a German shepherd. She has a German shepherd. I absolutely love her dog, and she loves me. The woman has an amazing personality and a badass work ethic. She's curious, and I just... What? She has a badass work ethic. She's curious and just has... Oh, she has a light in her that I lost. Okay, got it. So she has a bad act. Badass work ethic. She's curious, so he's intrigued, and just has a light in her that I lost. So there's something about Aww. her that he's like, oh, I remember when I could have fun or be like, whatever it is, right? What do I do? Do I continue or do I stop it? Well, so my question would be, why has it always gone bad at work in the past? And I'm presuming that's the reason you have this policy of yours, that you finally said, I'm not going to have sex with somebody that I work with because it always ends badly. And I don't know what that means. One of you gets fired. Is there harassments? What's the, the hierarchy? And, and, and from there, you're going to have to ask yourself, I guess, what's more important? How are you going to avoid this from going bad? Because when you do date somebody that you work with, you always have to think about how is this going to end? How is this going to look if it ends? Because there is a lot that goes into it. Because it does sound like you want to date her. You're talking about liking her dog, and you, she has this light in her that, that you lost. If you just stop it, here's the thing, dude. You've already created a problem here. You had sex with her. So if you just stop it now, you look like the cad that you used to be. Oh, so you just wanted to get in my pants, and now you're saying we can't be together because we worked together. Well, we worked together beforehand. And that could open up a lot of problems, too, if she's vengeful. Do you know what page she's on? Is it okay that you have relations with coworkers? You wrote me too late is the problem that I'm saying here. <laughs> you already had sex with her. So you now have no good solutions other than you're allowed to continue to date her at work, and you stay with her for the entire time the both of you work together, and then the relationship runs its course because you have no other good solutions here at this point. I. What sucks is he already slept with her. Yes. So it's like it. it's hard to give the advice because the only thing I can think of right now is you said in the past this didn't work out. It's always gone bad. It's always gone bad. So what I'm hearing you say <laughs> is you've done nothing to figure out why and change that about yourself because you're in the situation again. I'm not judging it. We've all done that. We all have to do the same thing a million times for some reason until we learn or figure out why and then fix it. I... I, I could be wrong here, but you, you're. 
is she all those things or you're just so infatuated with the sex? When sex is that good, we, oh my God, we can see things that are not there. <laughs> like we literally can see things that are not there. And then time goes on and the relationship goes on. It's like, oh God, oh, okay. Well, at least the sex is good, you know? So it's like. Yeah, that's stage two <laughs> of many more. <laughs> so I, I, you got to talk to her. I, I don't know. Because if you are thinking you want this to go somewhere, does she, where is she at in all of this? Is she just wanting to have fun with you and all the things Rob said? Because we don't know this. I mean, honestly, it is very hard to give advice because the one thing we do not know and what Rob said in there is, is it okay you two are even sleeping together? That's a biggie. I don't know. Then we have a whole other set of issues. Like, what do you do then? Do you go to HR it's, and you have to say and expose that you two are together? I don't know how this works in a workplace like that. It, it still is actually where you landed, and big surprise that yet again the Dr. Rob answer comes down to communication. First things first, he has to talk to her, and he has to say to her, hey, do, first of all, if, if he doesn't know, do you know, is there a policy against what we just did? <laughs> right? Is she aware of it? Do you look into that? Um, and then if there is, you guys have to talk together about, okay, what are we going to do? And be aware the dangers of creating a further camaraderie situations with her. Like if your go-to idea is, oh my God, we broke a rule. We're gonna we're gonna agree to hide it. Well, now both of you have something on the other person as this thing goes down the road. If it's okay, we got to come clean with HR. There might be consequences that you have to be aware of from that. If there's no rule, if if your office place is just something like well, I don't I don't care as long as it doesn't affect the work then you still have to talk to her under the guise of where Dawn's going with this. What does she want? What does she see in this? And it's a it's a great icebreaker. I know it sounds like an uncomfortable conversation. It's no big deal. It's like, hey, you know, I mean, okay, that was great, right? Uh, okay, well, we work together. How do how do we want to do this? Are we, how does this move forward? How are we going to act at work? Is that Are we going to let people know? Blah, blah, blah. And find out where she's at. Yeah, to, so to go down a different road from all of this, the one thing maybe that I'm hearing that sounds sweet is like this might be someone that you actually want to have a relationship and not be your old self with because the way you described that she has a light in her that brings a light out in you like that's so sweet that that's like a really that that to me sounds like I'm hoping here's what I'm hoping is that you <laughs> notice that before the good sex right and that's what really intrigued you about her work ethic obviously you were seeing that that is a big thing absolutely that is huge and then this, this, her personality and the way she is and what she brings out in you. So if, if that's what you're also getting at here is that, whoa, I, I really like this person and we work together. How do I navigate this? Because you probably, maybe you weren't expecting that you would like her this much. And again, it goes down to the same thing. You got to talk to her. Yeah. And, and, and you really do have to analyze, do you really like her or do you really like the crazy good it's, in bed sex? Yeah, it's got, you yeah. got to ask Dr. a few Rob times. Not yeah. a real doctor. <laughs> He only plays a doctor on the radio. Most of the time, he's full of crap. You can write to the doctor anytime, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Hello, Gabriel. I mean, Nancy, you can come back. I'm not stupid, you. Whoa. Whoa. Um, I will tell you, um, from from the length of time it took our phone screener to get this call together, including oh, what's written, I knew this would be a uh, fuster cluck no matter what happened. I didn't think that I would... Uh, Say hello to Gabriel, and he would just be talking. Oh, as, okay, he's whoa, still going. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Oh, so this is not going to go anywhere because I don't even know if he's going to cuss or something. Is he talking to us? I didn't bitch complain. Nice to say, bitch. There. Or is he talking to someone that's next to him, waiting to get on the air? 
It sounds like he's getting into an argument with somebody at work. Right? Yeah. Uh, Gabriel. And he's obviously not listening to us on delay in the background, which he's told not to do, because otherwise we would hear him trying to talk to him. I don't know. Come I, I, he's, on. he's just not. I mean, I oh. wish we could listen, but not knowing. If, and we can Gabriel. delay him out, but we would still we take some risks there with what he might say that would, that would come out. Gabriel. Oh, uh. my Lord. Damn. I know. You know this would have been good. This is yes. gonna be gold. Gabriel. Gabriel. All right. Yep, we went we went a step too far. We got it. Oh, we got a we got an ing and we're pretty sure it had a K sound in front of it. So This reminds me, has this happened to y'all? I'm sure it has. God. You're on the phone with someone, you know, they're your friend. You, you and, but and they're really they're really in it. And you're you're listening and you want to and they're going and they're going and they're going. Something happens though that you need to tell them to hold on and they don't hear you. You're like, hold on, hold on, and they're not hearing you. They keep going and you just have to put them on hold. Yes. That's him. Yes, that, that is that is him. <laughs> but instead of putting him on hold, we're just going to cut him away because we have to play Master of Movies right now. If you win, you get a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. So are you. Shut up. I know. Um, and if you win that, you will be qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings Friday, December 15th. You have to pick which one you want to be eligible for. You could get a pair of second-row courtside seats complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> February 7th, or you can be eligible to win the $2,000 value company party at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada for up to 50 people in the VIP bowling garage for private bowling lanes, catering options from a taco bar to prime rib or more. First, though, you got to win your free membership for Master Movies. You get a hint and a movie clip. You got to tell us the title of the movie it's from and you win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the movie, <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Master of Movies. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. mean disappointment so give your friends and family a gift membership to rad tv available at members.radradio.com we got this email uh, rad at radradio.com it's from logan hey logan reaction to a phone call we tried to take at the end of our uh, last segment from gabriel but as i as i said hi to him and i turned his line up uh, he I, we assume it was him he was in a very uh, heated discussion yeah we, well I don't know if there was any discussion. He wasn't. He wasn't talking to us. He, it sounded like he was talking to somebody, <laughs> and he was not happy. And we kept no. trying to check in with him until the inevitably we did get to a curse word. Uh, we did hear him say "bitch," and oh boy, and he just he never acknowledged us uh, at all. So Logan said, "Is it wrong that Gabriel, that moron caller, just made my day?" I laugh at Rad TV at your guys' reactions and the morons who call your show. You could probably do a whole segment of moron calls. Oh, no. So a little more, a little more backstory on oh, on Gabriel. Boy. Is I, I I mentioned that um, I knew it was going to be a an interesting call of some kind, which it was, because I can see how long it takes from the time our phone screener answers a phone until she clears the call and puts them on hold, and it took an excruciatingly long amount of time, and I already saw the the meat of the sandwich of, of what he was saying, and I'm like, why is he still talking? Oh my we got, god! So the reason for his call. And the reason I so badly wanted to give Gabriel a chance to to talk to us was he was calling because he wants a job here, and God is telling him so. 
And I wanted to get the background on how he got the message from God and what the reasoning for all that was. And uh, we we never we never got it. That would have so, been good. Yeah. And he was cussing like that? Yeah, yeah. And it was from God? Yeah. So, I, you know, maybe maybe, maybe Brando, uh, during the next break, we can debrief the phone screener and see if we get any more background. Because it did seem like she was on the phone a painfully long amount of time mm-hmm. uh, for the usual screening of a, of a phone call. He sounded so angry. So, yeah, yes, yes. He, and he was on hold the entire Dr. Rob segment. He called it the worst time. The, the, we started Dr. Rob, and it, it, like through that whole first letter we did, she's still trying to get whatever out of him. He goes on hold. He stayed there. And then, yes, he was so angry at whoever he was angry at. What, was there anything in the notes, like, what he wanted to do here? No, no, oh, no. Okay. I think she knows we're gonna. that's what I want to do, right? I want to interview yeah. him and, and find out, you know, all those things. What, what do you want to do? Do you want to be on the air? How did God tell you this? Etc. Et so uh, I, I wish it would have landed. Master, master of movies, I'm feeding you lies. Twisting your brain for a really cool prize. Action, adventure, sci-fi, comedy. All right, now Andrea wrote in with a question. I'm so glad she did. We're going to play Master Movies for a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. Remember, if you already have a membership, we can just tack it on. You can gift it to somebody. That's fine. But when you win that, you are qualified for one of two grand prize drawings. You will pick which drawing you're going to be eligible for. One of them is the company party at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada, for up to 50 people in the VIP bowling garage with four private bowling lanes, the catering options, taco bar all the way up to prime rib, $2,000 value. That's how we've been presenting it, which brings us to Andrea's question. Rob, I have a question. I think I made that clear. (laughs) Jesus. About the Coconut Bowl giveaway. Does it have to be for a business party? Could I just invite a bunch of friends? Or would I have to say they are my employees and I'm the manager of doing stuff and things? (laughs) Thank you, Andrea, so much. It, it doesn't have to be a company party. That, that is how we've been pitching it because the, it is so popular to now do after-holiday parties. People are so busy during the holidays. They're stressed. They, they, they're already limited on time, end of the year, et cetera. But companies still want to do something special. And so you come back from the holidays. You got a little bit of a hangover literally from everything that's gone on. And, and now somewhere like January, February, March, great time to get together and go out and do something just fun at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island. But, yeah, you can just do it with friends. It doesn't have to be a work thing, That's and I will start stressing that more uh, moving forward. Of course, the other grand prize that somebody can choose is a second-row pair of courtside seats, complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings and Detroit Pistons on February 7th. Caller 18. Hello, Abraham. Morning. 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 Sounds downtrodden. Uh, you are Caller 18. If you know the movie, you win. If not, we'll go to Jerry. Good morning. Good Jerry. Morning, Jerry. 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 <laughs> And uh, caller 20 is Spencer. Sweet. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, we are looking for... <laughs> afternoon. It's morning. Great. We are looking Maybe for... He's calling from Alaska. To win, a, to win a, a prize in Reno or Sacramento that he literally has to use. Interesting. But you're right. It is all possible. Uh, this is a uh, rom-com uh, from 2023. And it had to be environmentally friendly because that was, that was a big thing to him. What is this new 2023 rom-com? And it had to be environmentally friendly because that was that was a big thing to him. Mm. Abraham. Uh, no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. Jerry, do you know? I've got nothing. Okay. Oh. Lucky guys. Spencer, do you know? Love again? Stupid. Oh, man. Oh, stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Is that 
Is that my favorite Brandon acid tongue, Brandon? Oh, man, he's coming. He's coming out. Oh, no. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a scene from the uh, last few minutes of uh, Best uh, Christmas Ever on Netflix, the, uh, the new uh, second most watched thing on, on, on Netflix where Brandy Norwood's character is explaining to Heather Graham's character that this solar-powered balloon that her son, who's dead, always dreamed of, has to be environmentally friendly because before they go up in the in in the balloon, it, it, it's it. Oh God! Oh, I, I, I promised him that someday I, I would build us a balloon to take us around the world. Right. And it had to be environmentally friendly because that was that was a big thing to him. So so I made it solar power. <laughs> it's crazy, huh? No. No, it's not crazy. I mean, they, they even they even made the kid who isn't in the movie because he's oh, dead, stupid, because his favorite God. book as a child was Around the World in 80 Days. You yeah. would have been the worst child. Yes. I'm sticking with your word for all for the callers. Lucky. Yeah, that you didn't know? No Ooh, idea. Good for you. Yeah, yes. Keep it that way. Cool. Three more chances uh, for you to win and get qualified for the grand prize drawings tomorrow morning, 7, 8, and 9 a.m. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, Anybody. and Dawn Show. If you have an office party this year and need a gag gift for someone you hate, we have you covered. Head to the stupid store radradio.com we got this email from uh, Aaron hey Aaron just played master of movies for a chance to get qualified for the two grand prizes the uh, coconut bowl at Wild Island $2,000 group party or the Sekiro Courtside Sacramento Kings tickets uh, two, uh, three more chances tomorrow morning 7, 8, 9 a.m. we did master of movies and it was a clip from best Christmas ever which we've been talking about all week on Netflix and when none of the three contestants knew it even Brandon just right away called them all stupid <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. If you've been paying attention to the show at all over the last couple of days, you could tell that that was the clip. Yeah, and you knew eventually we were going to do it, and, and and we were talking about the balloon. and the, So Aaron wrote in and said, I have not seen this movie, nor do I want to because of how much you hated it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But from all the stuff you people, you people. talked about this movie yesterday, I knew the, the name of the movie right away. If you're going to play the game, at least pay attention to the show. It was fairly yeah. kind of obvious. That's a, that's a big ass. <laughs> And you're a big ass. Ooh. I am. We have a uh, we have a follow up email here, and we were talking about what used to be the most popular thing on Netflix, uh, and it's still doing quite well. It's just now it's bouncing around. Uh, it's uh, uh, if they're waiting to do the finale tomorrow is the Squid Games Challenge, oh, so good. which is the reality show contest version of Squid Games. And when we were talking about the 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 connection between the two, I had to first when we very first brought it up, I had to remind people what Squid Games one was. And that, yes, there will be a second Squid Games, the show, but they're just now filming it. We're not going to get it until late 2024. And the only thing we know about it is that, spoiler alert, the guy that won Squid Games, number 456, he's coming back. And that's the connection to the first one. They'll explain why or whatever. Does anyone else come back, et cetera? And then I led into talking about the Squid Games challenge where 456 different people are uh, just like in the movie or show, whatever you want to call it, are competing for $4.56 million and they're doing various games of skill and other things and, and, to, and they get eliminated until we get a winner tomorrow night. And when I did that whole setup, JJ wrote in and said, Hi, you, Rob, 
You just told us who won. You told us that number 456 won. And I'm, I was like scratching my head going, did he not see Squid Games? And But he then he said in his email, said, and how do you know? It hasn't even come out because it was like two weeks ago. Mm. And I'm like, I, that's not what I said. But his email <laughs> said that I ruined the whole Squid Game challenge. Just got this. Hello. It's me again, JJ. <laughs> Otherwise known as the spoiler alert Nazi who wasn't listening when Rob was talking about Squid Game. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I know I jumped the gun on that email. Several minutes after I sent it, I realized what Rob was probably talking about, and I got it wrong. But at that point, I was working, and I couldn't email back. <laughs> but yes, Rob was right, and I wasn't listening to him while he was talking about the Squid Games challenge. Oh. Well, that's very nice. Not necessarily necessary, but nice. We have a quick food news story. Food brings the people together, both in good times and in bad weather. Sharing a meal, sharing a laugh, raise a glass. It's a simple pleasure we all news about food Mm -mm -mm. and we have a viral diet on tiktok oh these are always so popular oh my god it's for weight loss and it is clocking up millions of views some have boasted that they have lost 22 pounds in 10 days oh oh, is that healthy on this uh, diet well of course not, uh, but uh, it is certainly not as uh, one of the dietitians that is uh, quoted in the uh, in the story it's not a long-term solution to weight loss. Right. It would, if your metabolism is is somewhere in the normal range, etc. And if you executed this for ten days, it would work for those, whatever, what bride diets, oh, bikini diets, the things where oh, I've got to lose a bunch of weight right away. Now the problem is what happens after that, and and you know, mm-hmm. so that's why they always. Yeah kind of poo-poo these things. Screws your body up. Dr. Dwayne Meller is a registered dietitian at uh, the university in Birmingham, says this is not a long-term solution, and does say that it's dangerously restrictive, although he acknowledges if you only do it for 10 days, it's hard for me to say, basically, I'm paraphrasing what he said, it's hard for me to say that it's, like, dangerous, but it's, you can't keep doing it. Because I saw an interview with him that's not included in the story that I'm referencing here, where he was saying, he used the analogy, look, I'm not telling you that if, you want to lose 20 pounds in 10 days, that, that's a good thing. But if, if you're going to do it, this is a lot better than, I think he even used like bulimia as a reference. Oh, well, my God, given the choice. But, but he said, you know, I'd rather you not Jesus. do it at all. And he said, the problem is if you think that you're going to do this and then a month or two from now you lose, you gain all the weight back and you do it again, he says, this, this is not healthy. Now you're getting into very unhealthy practices. Well, and something you wouldn't know, Rob, because you've never, you know, uh, luckily you've never had to be in this world a lot of times what happens is if you lose it that quick you not only gain it back but you gain back double yeah he mentioned that too he, yeah he, so you're screwing everything up the idea is that you slash your calorie intake to just 900 calories per per day and it is based around consuming dozens of eggs because they're packed with protein and protein quells hunger The diet involves, over 10 days, each day, you start the day with three boiled eggs and a mug of unsweetened tea to wash it down. There's the start of your day. 
Okay? Because you can't have any sweeteners, you'll get some calories. So three hard-boiled eggs, hard or soft, whatever. Does it say white tea? And then tea, unsweetened, <laughs> to wash it down. It doesn't. Green tea, specifically. Yeah. Oh, because oh, of the antioxidants. There you go. Okay. For lunch, three more boiled eggs, this time with an apple and green tea. Oh. And then dinner is a bowl of cornflakes or oats made with fat-free milk and apple a green tea, and three more boiled eggs. You also get to eat a carrot and an orange as snacks, according to the meal plan, over the 10 days. This is an eating disorder. Only for 10 days. It's a limited eating disorder. (laughs) Short-term eating disorder, if you only do it once. If it leads to other things, yes. That sounds... Awful. The, the, well, the, uh, you know, oh here. Oh, my God. You know where I'm going to meet you on this one? Oh. It's an eating disorder gateway drug. Because if you are in a situation where you honestly believe that this is a good thing, it's a smart thing, you've gotten so out of control, and you do this, it's going to lead you down the road of an unhealthy relationship with food. It, 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 but yay TikTok, millions of views. And you're gonna, you're going, only going to lose weight, but you're going to smell disgusting. Ooh. You know because eggs, you got yeah. the crop dusting uh, thing Ooh. that happens after the fact when you eat eggs, walking by everybody. Yeah, 10 full days. Uh, so 90 eggs in 10 days. It, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that angle. At least they're including <laughs> the apple and... Oh, so you might still, you know, be able to number two. Yeah, it'll keep you regular. Uh, let's get to uh, Win Rob's change. We do it every morning at six thirty and nine thirty. We are uh, actually going to start with an email from Stephanie about Chris, the Princess Spreadsheeter in the Gay Area. Bay Area. She says every morning I eagerly await Win Rob's change, not because I want to win. I don't really have to put in the effort and follow along. I just don't want to. But because I want to hear the princess's recap of the odds we will be getting an answer with the next choice. I'm a spreadsheet nerd, but in no way am I close to the genius that is the princess. <laughs> Every time he goes through his calculations, I get a little misty. Oh, wow. He's their Whoa. leader. Wondering what formulas he's using, wishing I could see the genius behind his calculations. <laughs> oh, princess, we of the spreadsheeting world salute you for your service to the world. Mm, she's at full salute. All right. That is Stephanie. And now the official word from Chris, the princess spreadsheeter in the gay area, Bay to get area. Stephanie all moist. Rick, thank you for your spectacular guess at 6.30 this morning. And after Rob's clue, all of the maggots who are playing along now know what my spreadsheet illuminated for me last Friday. Because mm-hmm, he's so far ahead of the game. Oh. That's the good news. The bad news is, after this morning's playing, the only number eliminated from my spreadsheet is Rick's guess. Okay, because Chris was so far ahead. So, there are now 653 valid guesses remaining, which is a 0.15% chance that the next contestant will pick the right one. For comparison, the same percentage of students enrolled in a four-year undergraduate university will major in the construction trades, while ten times as many will major in history. Whoa. (laughs) Maybe that that dovetails with the uh, story about how uh, more and more businesses are getting away from using bachelor degrees as a qualifier to even get an interview at places like Walmart, Accenture, et cetera, because, yeah, a bachelor's degree in history is essentially used by history teachers. Right? What are you doing with that? Uh, We are looking for our 11th guest. If you give us the right amount of money, you will win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.
Nothing says I hate myself more than waking up and watching this show. So get Rad TV now by heading to members.radradio.com. It is Tech to You Tuesday on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. We're about 25 minutes away from Ian from Tech to You once again hosting lots of AI news to discuss uh, this week. Google has a new AI spam detection tool that Ian will explain how it will help us filter spam emails better than ever. There's a story of a serial killer that was stopped by an automatic, uh, automated license plate reader, rather, but Ian's going to go over the other side of that, the privacy concerns, and how this could quickly and likely become more common and could it get to minority report levels. Mm -hmm. He's got a demo of an AI voice translator that's hitting the market soon. And he's going to show you him speaking multiple languages that are AI generated. That is great. He's been doing all sorts of work with these voice generation things and how realistic they are. Uh, And then my favorite, only because I sent him the story, uh, (laughs) deep fake porn (laughs) is getting worse. There's been an explosion in AI sites with apps that stitch faces of anyone with photos online onto naked bodies. The pictures uh, and videos when they're made are so realistic, the untrained eye cannot pick out them picked out the fact that they're fake and there's nothing that can be done about this uh, through the authorities because they're fake and you're the ones that put your you, you put your image out there originally and then somebody masked them up and there's also there's a part of the story I don't know if you know get this far into it but there are also people who are getting uh, body pictures of people legitimate you put them up on your Facebook page or whatever and they are able to basically recreate what your body would look like and so the porn looks even more realistic. Oh God! So using all this AI, they're seeing you naked. Yeah, basically, basically without you getting naked. AI's version or, or interpretation <laughs> of yeah, that's all. It's all part of it, and it's becoming so, so common. And it's kind of like we don't know how to stop this sort of thing. So you mentioning this, and then the prior segment talking about the new TikTok diet. Yes, the all egg diet. <laughs> yeah, so... 90 eggs in 10 days. Um, I, I also saw on the news they were doing, I just saw this one snippet where they're showing how, um, obviously this has been going on for a while, but it's just getting more prevalent, where it looks like Tom Hanks or Dolly Parton. It, it is them, and they're endorsing a product, but yep. it is not them. Yep. It's like AI. And so they show this like fitness, this someone who you would get fitness advice from, and they're sitting down with an interview with them, and it's AI-generated. It's like, and people are like, waiting, what is the secret? I'm going to give you the secret to how you're going to lose this weight. And he's like, chocolate cake. Chocolate cake, three times a day. Like, they can make it totally absurd, but you're like, oh, my God. This is you telling people to eat chocolate cake. Uh, many, many influencers and, and and celebrities are having to come out. Tom Hanks was a victim of this. They have to come out and say, I did not do this. I This is not me. Do not do not follow this product. Um, and it's getting more and more rampant, and it's going to as we head towards the election. This is something we've been warned about for years. Uh, it was already an issue in 2020 with the deep fake using AI election uh, stuff where you're going to see images, pictures and they're to- that seem totally real to you of, God forbid, it looks like Trump and or Biden saying or doing things that they never said or did. And they're going to get out there and they're going to go viral. And the way we are, we believe what we want to believe with, with social media and the Internet. And it's, it's really scaring a lot of people where we're headed with this. If they show them running in a marathon, come on, people. That we know. We know it's fake. That is the fake part of deep fake. <laughs> Tech to You Tuesday is about 22 minutes away oh. on Rad TV. You don't have to watch live, but you can. Uh, you can listen live on the membership site. And then you can go back and watch or listen anytime after that. It lives forever. It'll be a podcast on all the regular podcasting forums and platforms tomorrow morning. Uh, otherwise, it airs live on Rad TV at members.radradio.com at 10. The best things in life are free. 
We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. Windrush change. What I want. Windrush change. Your best guess and estimate the calculation in rough star of change. With rough change, what I want. With rough change, what I want. With rough change, we are looking for our eleventh guest. Caller eighteen is Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. morning. All right, Nicole. If you can uh, give us the correct answer, you're going to win that amount of money. What is it? That is a legitimate guess based entirely. I mean, you just base entirely everything now on our last clue. I mean, if you were lucky enough to just start playing the game in the last clue, you're like, oh, my God, he gave me the whole answer. Uh Uh, $411.67. You lose. That guess, $411.67, has none of the numbers in their correct position in the final correct answer. Oh, that's helpful. None of those numbers are in their right spot for the final correct answer. So you get to move them around, play a little bit of Plinko, I guess, uh, with your numbers <laughs> there. Uh, your next chance to win Rob's change is tomorrow morning at 6.30. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Holidays mean disappointment, so give your friends and family the junk you can find in the stupid store at radradio.com. Down to about 15 minutes now until Tech 2 Tuesday with uh, Ian hosting on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Watch or listen live, uh, and then you can go back and see or listen to it anytime after that. It'll be a podcast uh, starting tomorrow for everyone. We do it every Tuesday at 10. Every Wednesday at 10, we do the Mix Picks podcast with Steve Mickelson and I talking all things sports. That'll be tomorrow morning. And then as we head towards our holiday break, we are going to be in a rotating way doing, I think it's two of three of various podcasts throughout our holiday break. So you're going to get, I think, four episodes uh, total, uh, two Tech to You Tuesdays and nice. two uh, Mixed Picks uh, podcasts. They'll be live on their usual spots Tuesday and Wednesday. As we get closer, we'll give you the exact dates and uh, uh, remind you to tune in. And we'll send out social media blasts uh, as well. If you are a welfare recipient and you're just waking up to start your busy day, good, good morning. morning. <laughs> Here's a recap via emails from allegedly working Americans. Ooh. There it is, loud and clear, of what you missed on today's showgram. Uh, we, we did have some, we had a little con- a conversation about uh, the rising cost of everything, but also the explosion in cost over the last couple of decades of concert tickets. And we did talk about, in the end, we have proven to the promoters, the artists, the, the ticket brokers, we'll pay it. However we got here, we've proven we'll pay it. Yeah. Um, and But this did uh, offer up some reminiscing times, and uh, Brandon was uh, was focused in on uh, remembering, was it a Blink-182 show that you paid 25 bucks or not? Yeah, I mean, like back in the day, Warp Tour, which is like a big festival of tons of bands, it was like 20 bucks to go to, and now it's hundreds of dollars to go to. A couple people hooked up the challenge and wrote us, Lisa 
says, I found a picture of one of my old concert tickets from the year 2000 for Blink-182. Total charge, $30.75. Jeez, man. Cameron says, 2001, I found a ticket to the Tool Show. We were on the floor right up front. Center stage ticket was 35 bucks. Oh, God. 20, 22 Those years ago. And that 75 cents of that other one, we're probably like, what the hell's that? What's that charge? That's weird. Uh, Cody wrote in about uh, best Christmas movie, which nobody's writing in about, nobody's watching, nobody's paying attention to, according to, was there Sherry? Why are you talking about this so much? <laughs> it's only like the second most watched thing on Netflix. It's only over social media. Why do you have to keep talking about it? Uh, your listeners are totally into it. Uh. <laughs> Cody says, I had a friend visiting since the first time I moved out of state, and she helped to put out my Christmas decor, and we decided to turn on something for background noise. Obviously, we had to walk around a bit, go to the kitchen, get a snack or drink, etc., and we would start chatting. I would pause this or stop and rewind this so I could catch up, and every time we went back to the movie, I was like, huh? What? Did I miss something? I kept asking questions to my friend, and she and I could not piece the movie together. And I started wondering, am I really this distracted that I don't understand this easy holiday movie? It took me over three hours to watch it. I truly tried to watch it because it is so bizarre. And I thought I was just confused. And before you talked about it, it had completely left my brain. I guess PTSD. But your comments <laughs> brought this horrible movie flooding back to me, but also provided me solace as I realized, no, it wasn't me. It really was that bad. Right. Yeah. When you're watching the movie and paying attention, you pause it and go, huh? That makes no sense. Yes. There's a scene in the movie <sighs> where there's this mystery uh, envelope, this letter that Heather Graham's husband has written to Brandy Norwood's character. And Heather Graham's character sees it, and she's going to set out to steal it. And she goes into Brandy's office at one point and gets it. Now, for some reason, she drops it on her way being locked out of the balcony. So Brandy still has it. And then Brandy lies. Because in the next scene, or the scene later after this all comes out, she claims that when she saw it come in the mail... She gave it to Rob and told him that he, Rob is the character's name, the husband's Uh. name, Jason Biggs' character, that he was going to have to tell Heather Graham when the time was right. That's not what happened. She kept it. She only gave it to him after Heather Graham tried to steal it. it, There's no sense to this movie. None Don't get me started. Uh (laughs) It's like lazy, too. It is so lazy. When they decided they were going to go that route, why didn't they reshoot the other scene? No, we'll just keep it. Whatever. Who cares? Well, the director is 78, right? 72. Oh, 72. And a woman. Okay. And a woman. Stop it with that. That's elderly. I mean, she's not, probably losing her mind quite a bit. We do not need to bring up that she's female. Eric wrote in about one of our Dr. Rob letters. A guy was at the store last night, and uh, the store got robbed. Uh, it was a quick, like, okay, I'm going to take this off the counter and run. And dude wanted to know, should I have done anything? Because the store obviously has a policy. Just call 911. Eric says, to the guy that was at the store being robbed, the merchandise is not important. Your life is. If nobody is in imminent danger, let it go. The only exception to this is if the cashier is really hot. Then you got to climb on your white horse and take that scumbag down. Sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit. Oh, my God. There's like a new, the new phrase. Yeah. Risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> uh, if you uh, watch us live on Rad TV at members.radio.com. Got to work that back in somehow. What a name, too. During uh, we'll take it. commercial breaks. Um I was trying to figure out who had the biscuit there, yeah. Oh, you get a question of the day, and then you email in your answers. Uh, So uh, we save them for the end of the show. What was today's question, Brando? What's a common experience for many people that you've never experienced? Here's a fun way to start. She says, I don't mean to be too dark intentionally, but the first thing that popped into my head after seeing the question of the day was how many people I know who have lost a parent before they, the person, turned age 35. 
This doesn't yeah. apply to me, but I thought of Brandon, Dawn, my husband, my sister-in-law, my mom, my dad, and my brother-in-law, who have all lost at least one parent at a young age. Sucks. I got so curious, I was uh, I looked it up, and according to the Census Bureau, about one out of four people aged 30 to 39 you lose a parent. Okay. It's not a club you want to be a part of. God. I mean, as a blanket statement, that's true. I'm sure there are some people who <laughs> would be quite happy to have lost... <laughs> Either or both of their parents. I've told this story numerous times, which in case you haven't heard it. I remember when I lost my father, obviously, but I'm getting to a certain specific thing. I asked one of these older gals, right, because I'm 25, and she's 45, so she might as well have been eight, you know, 100. And she had lost her father, and I was like, does it get easier? And God love her. At the time, I did not appreciate this, but I have absolutely over the years. And she looked at me, she said, no. That's not what you say to someone when Mm. they just... But the honesty of it, she said... No. She said the pain gets better, yes. But she says you actually miss them more as the years go on because you'll think of all the things that you want them to be a part of. I'm like, well, thanks for that. <laughs> you know, everyone's always trying to make you feel better, right? Uh-huh. But I was like, yeah. I, it didn't take long. Probably a year later, I really appreciated it, and it has stuck with me. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Whether someone needs to hear that or not, I don't know if I can do that. Well, I guess I kind of just did without knowing, but it, it's true. Uh, uh, Nikolai has a unique one. Says, the common experience that I will never be able to experience is LASIK. I don't know how common LASIK is, but okay. Uh, as I was shot in the eye back in 2005 with a blunt tip target practice bow and arrow, and I do not qualify for it. Oops. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh, that's awful. Ouch. Um, I don't know Jesus. how that happened. <laughs> and is there video? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit more to that part of the story. Is it one of those things because it's such a shock it didn't hurt? <sighs> do you still have the eye? Right. Yeah. Is it in a jar? Yeah, if you don't have an eye, you're definitely not a candidate for LASIK surgery. That, that would be true. Uh, Brianna <laughs> says, I've never experienced an upside-down roller coaster or ride of any kind. Oh, oh. Similar category. I have a very rare eye condition, and the oh. pressure differences on a ride like that would be extremely problematic. Well, just shoot your eye out and you yeah. have that problem, right? Yeah. The drop's the best part anyways. <laughs> you guys just switch places oh, with the last letter writer. I'm glad I did that stuff when I was young because I would never do it now. I'm such a scaredy cat about roller coasters now. Here's a here's another. Oh. This is, goes back to the kind of the, another version of the beginning of the show. We did the up down segment where it was actually in reverse. We brought you down and then we brought you back up. Cherie says the one thing most people experienced that I never did was running hard, playing hard, getting to play sports, or experiencing anything that could potentially hurt me. This is because my mom had lost a set of twins very far along in her pregnancy. Then, when we were about six months old, my twin brother passed away from a heart defect. And then, no. when I was four, my half sister was stolen at the age of eight. Losing four out of five of us made my mom the most careful parent ever. I was seriously like a kid in the bubble. I'd go to the neighbor's house to get a Band-Aid before I would ever tell mom I was hurt. My husband and peers tease me relentlessly to this day because I run funny and I can't throw a ball. By the way, we found my sister when I was 28 using dial-up internet and MySpace as she had been missing for 24 years. What? She no. thought she had been abandoned as it was oh. her paternal grandparents oh. who took her. Whoa. No. Oh my God. They hid her in a girls' boarding school in Texas telling nobody. Oh, my God. But we all have a pretty cool relationship now. Oh That's a movie plot. Oh, my God. It is. Yes, and for the person that can't go on a roller coaster because of her eyes, you just did. Jesus. Man. Oh, and you know what? Right or wrong, I, I yeah, I would have locked you in the house. I, there'd be a chip yeah. implanted in you, man. Yes. I'm sorry. No way. 
Um, oh God. Uh-uh. This is from uh, Melinda. Hi, Melinda. Says, I'm an old lady at the age of 47. And? <laughs> 47? I've never been engaged. So I've never been married, which means I've also never been divorced. As to why? I don't know. I partially blame myself for being too picky. Oh. I also think there might be something wrong with me. Yes, what? there is. There's something wrong with all of us. Right, yes, Yay. whether you're married or not. Figure out what it is oh. and then decide if you want to be with somebody who also has something wrong with them. <laughs> uh, tech to you Tuesday in mere minutes on Rad TV. We'll be back tomorrow. Okay, that does it. Screw guys and gang home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you. See ya. Goodbye. Bye-bye, Homer.